This is the Copper Crab Podcast. I'm Chaney Crab. Naveen Copperwise coming at you. Today on the podcast are our friends Derek Ridquist and Justin McKinney of the Zenith Passage. What up, guys? What up? Hello. What the fuck is up? What's up, Internet? What's up? <laughs> Hello. Are you ready hey. to fucking mosh, Internet? Ready to party. So this is our first episode back since Cheney's crash. So Welcome back. As yeah. you can tell, she's still recovering. Looking a little rough. It's I not look like, too bad, though. I was telling honest. Naveen that I look like I... There's like a goat, half-human, half-goat character in... Narnia. The, the Chronicles of Narnia. And I kind of look like I'm morphing into him a little bit on my nose because of the scabbing. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, I forget what that creature is called. It's like a... Oh, man. Now I started... Like a minotaur or something? No, it's a, no, not a minotaur, not same. a centaur. It's yeah. like a um, satire with really? a Y, maybe. Oh, oh, the dude with the feet. He's got all crazy inverted knees. He's kind of like yeah, the guide, so. right? Like... He, the kids find him first. Yeah. Once Wait, they... is he the one with all the Turkish delights or something? No, he doesn't have the Turkish delights. That's the queen. Damn, I wish we had some of those. What is a Turkish delight? I don't yeah, know. I always wonder. Yeah. cigarette? I always... Yeah. <laughs> mash up. That sounds pretty good, actually, right now. I mean, if it's anything <laughs> like... like mashed up camel cigarette? Yeah. <laughs> if it's anything like Turkish coffee, then I'd fucking love it. I'm sure. Actually, I just realized another thing. This is the first time we've had two guests at once. Wow. Yeah, it is. It truly is. So, so yeah, fast. how it's lonely at the top. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, what have you guys been up to? What's new? Oh man, that's a, like a loaded question for the last year, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been up to much. Uh, like I said, joined the Zenith Passage. That was cool. Yeah. And uh, we released a song that we're super stoked on. Really. Happy yeah. to see that people are enjoying it. Like the, the spirit of the song is like being felt by the feedback I'm reading, which is yeah, really sick. cool. So Hell yeah. you yeah, I think great. I think people are excited to hear your vocals over like this kind of death metal again as well. It's cool. Sure, I mean, yeah. I'm a fan of you and it's really awesome that you're in a band. Again, I mean I know you did like John From and but it's a different thing. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah. It's like a whole different ball game trying to do music like this you know it's like the john from thing which we're still we're probably going to get a record done this year i hope but that's awesome. like unhinged weirdness where like you don't pay attention to timing and like yeah. everything is improvised <laughs> and, totally um, so it's a lot like xena's passage yeah, totally. <laughs> and so, and like, almost one exactly <laughs> like coming coming back and then like getting back into like the everything on the grid super yeah. super clean and like getting like john from stuff would kind of be like wow i really fucked that up that was cool yeah Whereas now it's like now nah, i gotta like know what i'm doing again and like i don't know what i'm doing at all with this stuff like i have no technique or anything so it was kind of like interesting with the john from stuff to go like i'm just gonna let this rip and see what goes yeah and yeah. then uh coming back in here was like all right let's let's not get serious because that other stuff is, is quite serious but you know just like get, clean it let's up. Get, so. Let's get disciplined here. Yeah, yeah, totally. For sure. But I, I the song is super sick, you guys. Thanks, yeah, dude. It rules. By the way. It rules. It. Congratulations and on the video. Looks pretty cool too. 
I Thanks, liked dude. you guys jumping yeah. around shirtless. That was a good. <laughs> <laughs> Dylan Gold did all the editing. He said he had 652 layers for that. Video. <laughs> yeah, it looks like wow. looks like it looks really gnarly. I mean, like I said, I thought the vi- like the video is definitely cool, but I just felt like the shirtless jumping around made it made the video. I was yeah, like, that, that's super sick. I liked it too. I was trying to. I also liked that Matt was fully clothed behind yeah. all of you like he's worried about taking a shirt off. A <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't like sleeping in the same bed as another person either so we're on tour he just chooses to sleep on the floor i'm like dude you can sleep on the bed i'll sleep on the floor you've been on the floor the whole tour I just, like, no, i'm cool with it i'm like all right dude i gotta take this opportunity to call matt out i was just in vegas the last couple days for that sh- that big show out there and i was chatting with him and he never hit me back so <laughs> wow he, um, Whack. He just totally ghosted me out there. In he Vegas. said he was hangover. He was hungover or something. He did. He did tell me he was hungover. That was the last I heard from him. He just. Okay. He's still hanging hungover from that video shoot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys got kind of lit on that video shoot, right? Yeah. Yeah. Just to like, got loosen up a little bit of social lubrication. You know, we're yeah, all like yeah. buddies, but that was like the first time I've been in the room with everybody and like insider secret not even everybody was in the room i was gonna yeah. dude i have a guess <laughs> rob rob was not there right rob, yeah. rob, rob was, was not there, there. super imposed <laughs> into the video i wonder if rob's gonna be bummed that he's not on this episode i just realized we've had rob by himself you've, you've had him on yeah you guys had him on before i think yeah I know, but he might want he might want to go around too dude <laughs> he actually well, yeah, i want to have so him call him on round three <laughs> call him in right now dude. <laughs> i know well that's cool so but yeah that the video was fun i i had my uh concerns like uh, i'm not a big music video fan but i guess like yeah this these days you got to do video content right like you can't really go to a show i went to a show yesterday or maybe the day before mm-hmm. which was rad to see again but like if you can't go to a show how are you supposed to watch a band play i guess a music video yeah right. works. what are like, you I, I do stuff like in person for work like i talk all day at work and like don't do that anymore i'm on videos i have to make videos all the time now so it's like that's just the way the world's going for at least a while and it's like cheaper and makes more sense so yeah i know it's totally it's true. a video man what are your reservations with shooting a music video why don't you like it i just like didn't know if it was going to come together like it, it we did it pretty haphazard yeah like, i don't know justin was was definitely more involved with figuring out the plan but like you know we had like some borrowed lights and a camera on a tripod. And then Nicole actually shot yeah. almost all of it. And she did a killer yeah. job. Nicole's my girlfriend, Nicole Papa Starru. Who's okay. a in the band called Collius. Yeah. Shout out, Nicole. Yeah. Shout, Shout out, Collius. But you're not Incredible really, you are, you're not like mad at this video. You just don't really. Oh, like no, this video was sick. Like, yeah. I, I, really like I was like, oh, like, like when you shoot on a green screen, it's really weird, too, because like you got to shoot from like you can never see the feet, but I guess if you saw the feet, that'd be weird too. But like when you think of a movie, right, it's like an establishing shot. Wait, I don't understand how this camera works. You know, you got like the no, wide shot and then you see everything in there and then it cuts close. So, you know, who's in there. And I was like, how are they going to know? Like we're in the band together. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> but so- it, it's sick. It worked out. The, the dude who edited it um, fucking nailed it. And I was like, when I watched it, I was like, holy shit. Like this is a rad music video. Yeah. I trusted in Dylan. This is all his work he's done for bands. Dylan Gould incredible incredible dude so i was like yeah I just green screen it and then we just figure it out later f- fix it in post so basically you like shot everything and just sent it over to dylan what else has he done his name sounds so familiar but i don't he's done like um 
he's done like small stuff. He, did, he just did stuff for Carnifex recently. Oh, okay. Um, awesome. And he's done like some smaller bands in Canada. And I, I know I'm forgetting a few, but um, he's done, he's gone on tour with like bands doing like photos and editing photos. Like he's on Summer Slaughter 2019, I believe. Okay. The year Taking that we photos. did. No, the year that we, we did, did 2018. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, oh fuck. And I don't know him. That's shot <laughs> of me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He was yeah, the one after that. Where the one that no one complained about. Yeah, so, no shit. Uh, is that for song like a single for an album coming up, or is that just like a one-off thing that you guys wanted to do? It's a single, but for an album that's going to come out at some point. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It's for like sure. a, we're like okay, we're reintroducing the band now with like two new members. Um, we just want to get something out, and then, yeah, but it's like it's interesting because it's like not just one album; it's going to be two albums. So. Okay. There's gonna be a lot of stuff coming. I can't out. wait to hear it. I mean, uh, it sounds super sick with Derek and Brandon. Thanks, dude. Yeah, it's like yeah. crazy yeah. to have a dude that I've, well, two dudes I've looked up to since I was a kid in high school in the band. Yeah. So it's like a young super buck cool. over here. Oh this yeah, type. yeah. Oh, Justin, got, are you young? Boys. Are you younger? How's yeah, how old are you? I'm I'm not that much. Young. I'm 33. <laughs> oh, you're, oh, you're older shit, than I am. Dude. I'm gonna be 33 next young month. Motherfucker, dude. Just oh. Happy, happy early birthday. Happy early. Thanks, dog. Uh, so what brought about you joining Zenith? I mean, I like, you know, full disclosure, I've been hearing kind of about it for the last couple of years. So I figured that it would eventually happen. And Rob sent me a song, sent me the song like a while ago. And I oh, heard busted it. Him out. Yeah. Busted him out. It was awesome. <laughs> it was awesome. Rob, dude. Was like, <laughs> <laughs> but how did it come about? Uh, yeah. Let's see. It's just was kind of organic, you know, like because uh, you guys Justin, are like friends and you hang out and live. Near yeah, yeah, like, right. Yeah, me, me and Justin and like some of the homies, like Brandon, Steve Jones, a uh, couple other friends that you guys know uh, are all in this group chat together for like the last five or six years, and we just we talk all day, every day, you know. Sure. And then you know sometimes it would just be like, yo, let me get on a track, let me do that, let me. Yeah. Or he'd be like, yo, when you're gonna when you're gonna track this song. And then we yeah. did our, our death metal quickie a few months ago, which was like that minute long song with oh, Justin yeah. and Nicole. Totally. And that was probably like the dry run to see if it was gonna work out. <laughs> when you were on drums. I was like kind of shocked because it like I sounded pretty I mean, I'm I'm like 36 years old now. I'm 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 okay with like saying it sounds good. <laughs> I was surprised that my voice sounded a humble good man at dude. this point. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, holy shit! Like, I guess I can do this still. Yeah, and I guess I can do it. I don't. Still. I don't practice. I don't warm up. I don't have technique. Uh, I just went in. I just to, go uh, the living room. Naveen style, up, dude. Yeah. <laughs> and we just opened up like a closet and I yelled into the closet and I was like, oh <laughs> yeah, shit, it works. Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I was kind of wondering because I know that you've done John from, but that I, I was assuming that's not taken up like a whole a whole lot of time, really. So No, it's like that's like a kind of like a more like a studio project. Yeah. I don't know so if like, that way, was the intention, but like when I j- got involved, we were all like amped to tour and shit and like you know dillinger was kind of ending and uh then i got a real job and like i couldn't prioritize being yeah. on tour anymore basically is what okay. happened and classic. so like classic. i went from being this guy who was like fuck yeah we can tour to being like oh i don't know if i can do that anymore so um kind of killed the dream a little so bit so what's that mean for zenith passage dream is killed no no dreams have been shattered we, we plan on touring just probably not as uh 
yeah, as yeah. frequently as as it once was. Yeah, because Justin, know, like, Justin, you're really long enough yeah. to like begin that dream. Yeah, you know, we got to like get more shit recorded and just like figure out plans. Totally. You know, I I can get a lot of time off work. That's like not a big deal. But you know, we just got to make sure also it's the right right idea with the right bands and yeah. the right time and all that good stuff. Totally. Guys, and like harder. to me, it sort of seems like touring. I know bands are touring, but we're in like the really experimental stage of touring (laughs) again, you know? So I don't really look at like that of myself wanting to go on tour for like probably a year. I'd say, I don't think we will. I just, I just, I think it's too sketchy. It's too much of an investment to have your tour. Just get like, can't canceled. Like we have some friends that were on a tour and one guy got COVID and the whole tour got, yeah, it's just can like, yeah. I'm gonna, all that money so, and time just yeah. like gone. And it's like you know, Chaney and I front the band. I mean, the band is me and Chaney now, so it's like we're yeah. paying we're paying for it out of like our bank account. Yeah, and we face the loss <laughs> yeah. if it happens. Yeah, it's so, yeah. So it's, so when is your guys' record gonna come out? Uh, it's gonna. <laughs> it depends on how many more like accidents we get into yeah no shit (laughs) it's gonna come out in the spring of 2022 but you know i didn't honestly anticipate to heal on healing this quickly i can't really because i still don't have feeling in my my lips so it's like i can do vocals just fine but it's the enunciation that's like Mm -hmm. it's gonna take me probably a month to be back on track and just i know you take that enunciation very seriously you're like (laughs) you're on point with, with your technique and doing all that stuff. Like I, I see you posting like acapella videos. I could never do that. It would just be like garbled mush until I <laughs> got on top of my shit again. Chicken but like, yeah, like, yeah, I was saying like, I sounded sick, but I didn't sound sick all the time. Like we keep now me and Justin, when we want to talk about vocals, we refer to it as like chicken clucking because like uh, i would try to be like bada, 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 like fast and it would just come out like bum, bum, bum. <laughs> sounding like ass dude so like yeah oh my dog is sneezing if you guys hear oh dude tails sounds. tails is around oh, boy pick. come here dude how old is tails now i know dude like um, he's gotta be old well, hold on hold this he's gotta be like 10, no one wants 10, to hear 11. about how old their dog is though, that's you true know? that's true sorry. he's he's young at heart that's look at right. this man right here a good boy what do you have to say uh, about yourself? He's gotten darker in his old age, well, older age. You know, don't you think he's gotten a bit darker than he was? Yeah, he he's a little more brown these days, not totally. not so red, but he's still pretty cute. Yeah, <laughs> tails is so hot. I mean, yeah, he's really cute. He's so he's the good cute. homie. I've had him for ten and a half years now. Damn, so that's he's so probably awesome. like eleven and a half, getting well, up there. That's the homie right there. Yeah, I'm gonna let him go back to sleep. Yeah. All right. There you go. See <laughs> you later, buddy. <laughs> Bye, buddy. So did do both of you collaborate on the vocal lines? Because Justin, you write most, if not all, of Zenith's material, right? Uh yeah. Yeah, I do a majority of like the musical writing. Mm-hmm. Um and then like it's cool because working like we did that too, me and Greg, but um in terms of like lyrics, like Dow's all Derek. Whereas like, like oh, I I I hate writing lyrics. It's like the bane of my existence. <laughs> but like having someone just like be like okay like i'm gonna i'm writing all these vocals and they're like really sick and like it's like really cohesive and everything just kind of flows like really well like not to say that greg didn't but like it's just a different perspective of like working with a different kind of vocalist so absolutely yeah and that was like kind of another thing that got us talking about me doing the band right is um like justin lives like 25 minutes from me 
uh, it's it's not hard to collaborate. Yeah, like we, right. he's at my house right now, or I could go over to his house and we could. We we're supposed to work on a song today, but we got distracted or something or other. We were trying to figure out this audio interface. Yeah, so <laughs> it's a pain. Um, we were we were gonna like try and do like some pattern mapping on on a new song today, but maybe we'll do that after. Like like vocal pattern mapping. That's what yeah. Do you do yeah. that normally? Because we we just started. We've done that on the newest record. Like Naveen and I went through, and I was essentially just making, you know, fucking noises all the yeah. way through to. Or mark. I would think of some word that sounded cool. I'd be like, dude, say endless salt or something yeah. like that. You know. Was, yeah. And uh, <laughs> what was really cool about it is you like usually I'll have some input for Cheney, you know, but she'll be like, oh, well, you know, the word is like four syllables or I already have these lyrics so that, that, you know, my idea won't work basically. Yeah. Or I have but to what like was super sick about this is I could just be like, Hey, try this. And she could just, just do it, you know, without being stuck to the, the lyrics that she had already written and then go back and write the lyrics to the patterns. Yeah. Yeah. That's basically what we did on this track was, um, Justin and I were supposed to like get together and do that. And then we just kept, you know, dodging each other for some reason or another. And then sure. it was like homework. I was like, okay, I'll do mine. You do yours. And then Justin did his before I did mine. And it was like half of the ideas were the same as I was going to do anyways. So then we did that. And then, um, yeah, I, I wrote a bunch of lyrics and then kind of went back to the pattern and was like, okay, like, this almost fits there. And if I change the words enough, like contextually in the story of the song, it can be moved from the end to the beginning. And we did a lot of that. And so it'd be like, all right, I need like 16 syllables. Yeah, here. Where section. can I pull this from yeah. and keep it contextual and keep it like, you know, the integrity of the, the lyrical content is still there while making sure it fits the music. Yeah. So it's like starts off as like a rough, like rhythmic idea mm-hmm. where like, like we'll find out the rhythmic motif that fits over the riff. Yeah. Um, and then just like make dumb noises like burr, 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 or whatever, you know? Exactly. And then send that. And then, yeah, like he writes lyrics and then yeah, like pretty much plugs them in. Yeah. That's to where, ex- where they would go rhythmically and then like just rewriting phrases to make, to make sense lyrically, but also fit rhythmically. Yeah. The, the first time I did that was on the John Frum record because like I'd never met any of those guys before. And so they just sent me their songs and I like I've had band practice a couple times with them. I just actually got in a room with them in New York a couple back in June, which was fun. Was sick. Um, but like, you know, I didn't know how to work with these guys. We had no rapport really. It was just kind of like, can you do this? And I said, yeah. And so that was how we like established our musical communication was just by being, I would do like whisper tracks and be like, yeah, <laughs> you know, it's like totally embarrassing. Like I didn't have a microphone. I didn't have like I'm, I'm again. Like I don't. I'm not. I'm hardly a vocalist. I I found this microphone in my closet <laughs> in, in, like, a decade. Um, but past. like um, you know, I was literally hunched over my laptop webcam speaker, like whispering into Reaper because it was the only thing that I could find for free. <laughs> and like, <laughs> that's, that's Pro. how that happened. But then I, I found how useful that was. Totally. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I can't really imagine going back. No. Um, like, I think we did that like for like a day, like a night you came over to do whisper tracks for from. Yeah. Yeah. I, we got Zaw that night. I remember <laughs> we got some, got some Zaw. 
Yeah, and some sick whispers. <laughs> Those whispers. Dude, what's your, what's your guy's favorite shitty pizzeria? Probably Domino's. Like chain. Domino's. Domino's. Sure. Dude, I don't know if y'all got it up there, but down here they've got this like seven ninety nine five topping carryout deal. Where every, every Thursday? <laughs> no, At every Domino's? Day. Oh, shoot. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they have it here for sure. Unstoppable. it's so good those cheap like dominoes whatever happened a few years ago when they decided to up the recipe they really just they fucking nailed it with that nailed it it used to be kind of a thing that we would do the podcast and then like get a domino's afterwards yeah but haven't Um, been doing it i'm trying to think like every time i go to santa cruz i make sure to get pizza my heart oh man yeah we just had it two nights ago yeah they have, you don't uh, live too far from the Capitola one. So, yeah, that's pretty. Or yeah. the village one might be even closer. Wait, you guys moved actually since last time. Yeah, but we, yeah. Still, live I've, I've same, we still live in the same area. We live like a oh, okay. mile away from, yeah. from oh, where we used to live. <clears throat> but yeah, we go, to, we, go to, we go to Pizza My Heart for sure. Pizza My Heart is the fucking bomb. It's I mean, bomb. it's really good pizza. Bomb. Yeah, it's super the bomb. And then uh, they've got vegan pizza too. I, I know you guys aren't vegan, but. So. Oh, they do. Yeah, it's super full blown vegan oh, pizza. Shoot. Yeah, like vegan sausage, vegan and, cheese, and pepperoni. Too? Yeah, yeah, they introduced it. Yeah. Have you been to that pizza joint? Up, I think it's off Swift Street, Bantam. No. It's like it's like classy pizza. You guys got to go like date night at Bantam. Right. Oh, damn! That sounds cool. It's fucking bomb. We'll have to check. That See, out. that's the. It's thing kind is- of over by the the this the brewery on the west, like. Oh, the west, the west like uh, Nuba. No, uh, Humble Sea. Oh, Humble Sea. Yeah, that place is that. Rules. What you talking about? No, like Santa Cruz Mountain Brewery or something. Oh, I don't know where that kind of by that New Leaf on the west side. Oh. Is that? Are you from uh, for, Santa Cruz? For those Cruz? of you who are wondering why I'm talking, I'm from Santa Cruz. Yeah, yeah. Uh, see, Naveen, Naveen knows all area, of this so stuff. So we're gonna just like reminisce a bit. Naveen <laughs> knows all this stuff about you, but I know that you visit here a lot, and I think your mom lives here still, right? No, actually, all of my family moved out. Oh, um, my mom, either my mom or my brother. My brother was the last one to live in Santa Cruz. He was living in Felton. He moved to Denver. My mom moved up to like near Lake Tahoe. Oh, that's cool. Um, I actually need to check in on her. She got evacuated the other day from Damn. the fire Damn. up there. Oh, crazy. But uh, I we think got- I would have heard if it was bad. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we got a bit of the smoke down here from that fire. It was it was kind of early. Like you mean, it was a few days ago. Yeah. 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 But um, totally. yeah, I'm. <laughs> So my mom moved out of there, I don't know, like five years ago. And then um, I moved to L.A. like 10 and a half years ago. And I um, come up every so often. Like a lot of my friends are still up there. My uh, tattoo artist, who I know you have a tattoo by him too, I Jamie. do, Herb. Uh, Herb Auerbach. Shout Herb. out, Herb. Yeah, shout That's, out. You go to get tattooed in SoCal there? Yeah, yeah, right there at uh, California. Oh, what what did you get there. done by him? Uh, I've got like, what? Oh, my God. Which which one in that grand? This tattoo. Oh, sick, dude! He's really really good. This one, (laughs) most most of them are from him. Do you like? He's my old college roommate. That's exactly what I was uh, gonna ask. You know, it's it's one one of those stories. Did you go to UCSC? I went to Cal State Monterey Bay. Oh shit! I was too lazy to take the SAT twos. (laughs) You needed to do that for the UC system, and I was like, nah. No, it's like I mean, you went studying. to college. So that's pretty. I know. Not, Congratulations not on that. Did you <laughs> did you graduate? I graduated. I actually wow. like somehow got through 
like a year of being on tour and going to school at the same time. Damn. And I just like, didn't tell them I was gone. And I would just like before class be like, Oh, I'm not feeling well. And then like still submit my work. And I would try to work from the road, but this was like, you know, when I was on tour, like there weren't smartphones and shit, you know, yeah, like yeah. Right. we couldn't afford to be on the internet. It was, it was wild. Like I, I think about how much different touring must be now that you can just like, entertain yourself like when was the last time you went on tour yeah like a real tour yeah Yeah, probably like 2011 or or early 2012 holy shit um, no no it was i think the last tour i did was it was suffocation oh that decrepit birth yeah decrepit birth Uh, and then i think some of the last shows i played were with you naveen like in um south by southwest oh yeah yeah, Remember yeah. we all got lost that night and yeah. like everyone's phone was dead. <laughs> and we were all drunk and got, yeah, got into crazy. like fights with our girlfriends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that that was like one of our first fights that we ever got and was that night of South by Southwest. That's yeah. fucking hilarious. Yeah. Just cuz we were drinking like all the the whole entire day. Like <laughs> I had just started drinking too then at okay. that point in my life like months prior. Yeah, like I was, I was a straight edge person until 26 or so. Oh wow! And then like I had, I mean, I'll choose my words wisely because I think being straight edge is cool and fine, yeah, and it's, totally. it makes a lot of sense. But like I had, where was I? I was in Japan. We were on tour with Cannibal Corpse and Misery Index, and um, what what were we doing out there? Probably after our first shows. show, we were having like such a good time. <laughs> And then like Brandon and Lyle came up to me after the show and they're just like, look, you're in Japan. We're probably (laughs) never going to be here again. You're going to come with me and Brandon. We're going to go to the sake bar and you're going to drink some sake with us. All right. Like, well, we'll we'll keep it mellow. You don't have to like get crazy. And then I was like, you know what? You guys are kind of right. Like I probably just like lost the sense of community from the straight edge scene that I used to have when I was more like involved in, whatever you know comes with that and um i went and then i I was like kind of buzzed and i was like oh wait this is like the same thing i'm just like kind of feeling slightly different like i don't (laughs) i don't feel dumb i don't feel out of control like i've definitely been dumb and out of control but you know it it was fine and i felt like i could be responsible as an adult and start having some drinks was that like a preconceived notion that you had about drinking that if you did drink, you would be dumb and out of control? And that was no, it just like, I don't know. I, I grew up and I was big into like the punk scene and the hardcore scene. And then when I was like, like seventh or eighth grade or something, like my, my brother was like a party animal and like, I didn't necessarily want to be that. And, um, I met these guys that were his age that were like in hardcore bands in Santa Cruz and stuff. And like they introduced me to new music that I liked. And I was like, oh, these guys are really cool. And like they're straight edge and I don't do that stuff either. Like maybe I should get more serious about how I feel about being straight edge. Yeah. Yeah. That's sick. Were you it lasted ever- a while. And then <clears throat> I was just like, you know what? Like I, I can do whatever I want really. And so I started doing it. And then you're you still- out of control at South by Southwest unhinged. <laughs> Dude, that was hectic. I, uh, demon unhinged. <laughs> the demon unhinged. Dude, behind the music. I remember we were out with some guys 
I was standing in line at like death metal pizza. So mm-hmm. were you, I don't know if you were there, Naveen. Yeah, I don't know. But um, I was with like a few, a few dudes, some guys from JFAC, Whitechapel, and some guys saw me and recognized me of all people, which is kind of weird. But I was just like, he's like, oh, like, can I get you a slice of pizza? And I was hammered. I was just like, yeah, but if you get us, if you get me pizza, you have to get all my friends pizza too. And like, that's like money to everyone's ears. You know, it's like, fuck, yes, I can get like fed tonight. And the guy was like, the guy was like, oh, well, cool. I just found a hundred bucks on the ground. So yeah, sure. I'll hook you guys up. Then I was like, well, how about some shots too? Then? And he's like, I know a place with dollar Jaeger shots. And that's when it got dark. Yeah. He took uh, us to this bar and then like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't want to put anybody on blast, but it got really crazy out there. You don't have to tell me. You don't have to say names. <laughs> Plot twist: It was actually your hundred dollars that fell your pocket. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Your whole your whole tour payout. Yeah, right. Imagine having a hundred dollars back then. Crazy. Thing is, South by Southwest is like one of the sloppiest events I've ever attended in my entire life. Ever. At the end of the night, on what's the name of that main six? Third. Third. Right. I think it's third. I think it's six. Oh, it is six. I I my bad. Death Metal Pizza's. Address is 66 yeah. 6th oh, okay. Street. My bad. Uh, wow. My bad. Look at them. But I mean, dude, at the end of the night at South by, there will be like people in army uniforms puking all up and down the street. <laughs> you know, it's not, it's a fucked up scene at the end of the night. Yeah, so really- I, I feel like they should like remove all, uh, electric scooters from 6th Street. (laughs) I'm going to have to double down on that one. We're going to have to agree with you there. I mean, I can agree too. Do you guys know about uh, Justin's scooter uh, troubles? I do because he told me, but you should talk about it too, Justin. We're going to do like this like the dangers of scooter riding episode. Exactly. Dude, scooters are not sick sometimes. I know. What happened? They are sick, but they're not sick. I was just acting just cruising you know i, I bought this one it, it went like 50 miles an hour oh, oh my shit. god and then, yeah it was pretty sick <laughs> yeah. scooters are not sick this one is pretty this sick, one is pretty sick <laughs> uh no because i lived like in el segundo which is like on the on the what beach is that dockweiler uh so like there's like a really long beach bike path and i just take that to work every day so i just got a scooter and was just hauling ass every day to work um and then one night i i kind of you had a little bit to drink and i was like i'm gonna ride my that's scooter. what it is dude there right go. there man that's combining drinks with scooters <sighs> and then like i was like man i'm getting like i want to like try to do some tricks i think i didn't do that i was going like 40 and then i'm like oh i'm gonna take my feet off of the because <laughs> oh, i was sitting dude. down because it's like it has like a seat on it too and i sat oh, down okay. and i took my feet off and i started getting the death wobble uh, and I was like, oh man, I got to correct this. So I put my feet down and then uh, bump, flip over the handlebars and then like smash my arm. And like, oh, yeah, I skating. do remember that. I do remember. Dude, this was a long time ago, right? Yeah, back in October of 2019. Okay, so not like you had like a, your hand was like in a cast or something or was, yeah, yeah, it fucking sucked. Uh, but I like, I've been skating like pretty much my whole life. So I've taken that fall many times, but probably not at like 40 miles an hour. Um, <laughs> Damn, dude speed yeah and i got up and i'm like ah whatever and then i'm like wait my arm won't move like it's not normal oh fuck. and i'm like i picked it up and it just like was in immense pain and everything like made sense so i'm like wait a minute you don't i think up. my arm is broken now <laughs> so i had to like use one arm to like go all the way back to my house and then my uh my girlfriend at the time took me to the er and then we got all patched up but like luckily like it wasn't as bad as it could have been like especially like after seeing like 
and hearing about what happened and to you guys and, and you chain like that's fucking scary dude yeah the funny thing is is that there is nothing that happened to me at all except for on my face so it's like it looks really really extra bad because i fucked up my face but it's like yeah i got drunk too and i uh, but i didn't i luckily didn't have the pain part that you're talking about i think i was blacked oh. out for like an hour that's my guess because that's the time that Naveen was looking for me. And I woke up, we live next to a police yard and I woke up in the front of the, the like business front of the police yard. And I thought that it, I was just, I had just landed in a puddle of liquid because I was all wet oh, and I wasn't yeah. in pain at all. And I brought my stuff back home and Naveen confronted me when I walked in the house because he had been freaking out looking for me. And I was like, he was kind of like, Cheney, what? And I was just like, what's wrong? Is something wrong with me? Like, I had no idea that anything oh was going God. on. And he was like, you need to sit down on the couch. You need medical attention. Oh, and shit. It was real, really bad. Like, it, her face was, her nose was, like, completely covered in blood, red, and, like, busted open. Oh. And her lip was, like, really fat and had, like, lacerations on it and... uh yeah, that's why it's so hard because yeah, I have the stitches up on my gums. Crazy. I can feel them kind of loosening every day, which is like a glimmer of hope toward doing vocals. Yeah, but totally. It's like it's very tense in my mouth still, but I'm surprised, like I said, that I've done this well after a week. Yeah, it's only been a week and a day. Yeah, a week yeah. ago, my entire face was swollen and just completely bloody. Yeah. And I'm supposed to, um, Naveen's sister is getting married next week and I'm a bridesmaid in her wedding. So like <laughs> the first thing I was asking all of these nurses is, am I going to look normal in two weeks when I'm supposed to be in someone's fucking wedding pictures, you know? And they told me that by then the only, I would just need some makeup and I didn't believe them at all because it was so horrific when it happened, but. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. I mean, well, yeah, if, the, if the one week has gotten you this far, yeah, another week is going to totally. Yeah, hopefully. Wonders, I'm clean, sure. I mean, you, me you send me a, a picture and you're like, can we do this podcast next week? I'm like, fuck, dude. <laughs> yeah, no, I was like, why are you thinking about the podcast? <laughs> I know, that's sad. I was totally thinking about it. I know, I wanted to cancel it. And then Cheney was like, hey, why don't you just go do like a podcast by yourself? So last week I just did like uh, <clears throat> the saddest podcast ever, just like talking about what happened. Yeah, I watched that one. Oh, nice. And then I recapped it for, for Justin. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Got him up to speed. Play by play. <laughs> but then also, I mean, even this week, I was like, you sure you want to do it? I mean, we got a pretty good excuse I feel like I'm pretty fun. I can, I, you know, <laughs> it's just, it's like after, I can't really, I still can't really chew. Like, all I can really eat are bean, mm. beans and rice. So, honestly, yeah, being a rough. bridesmaid next week, it's like a good dieting technique <laughs> to get ready for it. Justin, it's are you... It's funny, though, like, those, those like, hospital thoughts you have, like, you know, you you remembered to reach out to Justin and be like, Oh, like, do you mind if we don't do this? Like, like just like <laughs> dealing with some other shit. I remember I broke my arm skateboarding at my buddy's house and like both arms broken or both Whoa. bones broken here. And like my wrist was relocated. Whoa. And then Holy like I, I went, I went in and um, I, I remember I woke up and I was like, I want to go home. Like, <laughs> I want to see Monday night raw. This was, you know, like, I was a, like maybe a freshman in high school or maybe eighth grade, something like that. And my mom was like, 
it's like 7 a.m. the next day. You've been out, like you're down for the count. And wow. like, you're in immense pain. You just don't realize it yet. But yeah. like, that was the only thing I cared about was like getting home to watch wrestling. Did, Did I- you record it on the... Uh, uh, that, that technology did not exist. DVR? Time, man. It might be on YouTube. You can watch it. <laughs> I know. Now you can go back and watch it. You never saw it. Did you break your arm skateboarding? Yeah, I was doing a trick I'd done a million times over at my buddy's house. We would all skate in uh, in Aptos at my friend's house. He'd had like a launch ramp and a rail and a fun box. And I was trying like a real trick. Then I was just doing kind of like getting back to one and just did a like a 5-0, a backside 5-0. And I just slipped out and landed on my arm. Like, Oh, yeah. You try to catch yourself. Yeah. And oh, bent back yeah. the wrong way. No, thanks. So since I you remember guys- like my, my friend's parents were like, we need to call the ambulance. Let, like, and his parents knew mine, so they called my dad. And then he was like, no, I'll just come and get him. And like, <laughs> my arm was so Dangling. broken. He, he oh brought a newspaper, God. and he made me hold my arm with a folded newspaper while we drove to Dominican <clears throat> from Aptos, which is like, I don't know, 10 miles or something. And it was like, my dad, when I was a kid, he won a car. He won a Mazda Miata. Wow. And so like that was the car he was driving. He won it in a raffle. And uh, Hell yeah. <laughs> It's like this <laughs> tiny little car that's just like boom, boom, hitting every bump so hard. No shock. It's just like so incredibly broken. I just, and then like I got a little older. I was like, oh yeah, because fucking ambulance is like ten thousand dollars. So expensive. You didn't want to catch that bill. I'm just waiting for those bills to drop on us. Like I, I can't wait to see. I know that my surgery alone was eight thousand dollars. Fuck. So yeah, okay. we'll see how what how the Hold rest. On. You have insurance. She has insurance. I have insurance, no, luckily, no, but. Yeah. You could still even contest that stuff. Like I, I have a friend who had like $10,000 worth of bills and they kept sending him the bill. And one day he called and he got the right person on the line. And he was just like, I don't have the money for this. Like, what can you reduce it at all? And they're yeah, just yeah. like, you know what? Just forget about it. We'll, we'll erase all the debt. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just like that. huh? <clears throat> yeah. yeah, I've heard of stuff like that. Go, or yeah, you damn. just say like, I'll give you 2000 right now. If it's yeah. 10,000 or whatever. And- it makes me feel better about not having insurance. No, and dude, go get it, arm. Justin. Yeah, go you get might it. Go get it, <laughs> yeah. dude. Like I've I rolled no insurance till like last year, and then just was like, all right, I gotta do this insurance thing, and it does annoy me. But dude, last time I went to the hospital and didn't have insurance, I I think we figured out it was a kidney stone, and I thought I was dying, and so they put me on like a crazy amount of morphine, and they came in and they're like, okay, sir, can you like fill out your name and address and stuff now? And <laughs> I was like, was like, you think I know that stuff right now? I was like so dust. Yeah. I was just like, I can't write or recite any facts right now. Yeah, yeah. That's, like, okay, that's well, what... we'll come back later. They never came back, and I just like got out for Whoa, free. Oh, yeah. Lucky. That's, that's kind of what Cheney was saying. She was like, I don't know. They asked me a lot of questions and I was on morphine. So yeah. And drunk. I was drunk and they were giving me like two milligrams of morphine at a time. It's like, how much do you expect me to rattle (laughs) off while my fucking face is falling off and I'm on morphine? (laughs) Crossfade. ER crossfade. Not good, man. Not good. Well, since you guys are both from Santa Cruz, did you hang out when you were kids? I know that you were in. Uh, you Derek? and Derek. Oh, yeah. Derek, I know you were in a band with Chase, right? The Taste of Blood. Yeah, that's that's how I know Naveen. Yeah. Okay. So uh, we Chase, didn't really know each other as kids. We met. No, like in high, like later high school. Yeah. 
Okay. Word. I think I was like super intimidated by Naveen too, because like I liked animosity and totally. he's like a sick ass musician. And I was like, fuck, this guy's like the real deal has been on tour, you know, like right. is on a, has a CD out on a record label. That's yeah. fucking crazy. You know, <laughs> totally. that, and, that's like, legit. Dude. I'm glad you felt that way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, we would practice. We practiced at Chase's house right after you guys would practice. I think is probably okay. how I started interacting with you at first. Uh, yeah, I do. remember that yep. there was like that second story jam room or totally. something. Yep, totally. Wait, so Chase was in both bands overlapping? Uh, yeah, yeah. I yeah, didn't yeah. know that. I didn't even know that the Taste of Blood existed. Like, oh yeah, it did. While he was in Animosity. Okay, cool. Yeah, it did. Yeah, 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 yeah. Chase and discovered that, like, Derek, dude. Discovered him. Discovered. No, dude, we discovered Chase. <laughs> <laughs> true, true. Um, but um. Because I was friends with his girlfriend in high school, and she's like, "You you got to meet Chase. He's like really good at guitar." Blah blah blah. Because I think he was in our band before Animosity, or maybe he had just joined it might Animosity. Have been. I don't. It might I, have been, yeah. I don't know. It, it was something close like that. But I remember like also getting weird vibes because like you guys had like corn stickers, like or Chase had like yeah, a corn yeah. sticker on his dresser, yeah. and like yeah. I I missed new metal. Like that, that was kind of like a Santa Cruz thing, right? It was just like you got into punk and then you somehow got into metal at least for like a lot of people i knew like uh -huh. that makes sense i've i i've i skipped the new metal and i always like disliked it and i was like Clean. wait what's up with these guys how come they like corn and how come they like you <laughs> like it rubbed me strangely Suspicious. that's pretty clean though if you're like yeah i didn't never got into it that's you know you i know people are, people are gonna like call bullshit on that but like I think I've only heard that I've heard Twist because I think that song's pretty funny. That's the only porn guys. song you've heard. I love watching people do vocal covers of Twist. <laughs> what? I never, I've never seen that. Dude, oh, I gotta see that. You gotta watch. They're so funny. They're so good. Please. Yeah. But um, no, we we like new metal, but uh, like okay, in our defense, we liked what when we were into new metal because I've known Chase since I was like twelve. So mm. we were into like punk and new metal and actual metal as well at this all at the same time. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Like I wouldn't be, I wouldn't have the same musical taste if I hadn't met Chase. And like, yeah, uh, you guys know Joel Horner, yeah, from like Odious sure. Mortem. He played in Decrepit Birth. Joel is like literally the the first person I've ever met in my life. Like we went to preschool together. Wow. So I met him when I was like three or four years old. Wow. And like wow. we've been friends for our whole life. I just saw him a couple of days ago in Vegas. But like, oh, okay, got that. That's he, all he making sense. In, the in Instagram's all blood. making sense to me now. Yeah, yeah. You guys went to the blood for a little bit too, and like for those of you who are wondering, that was uh, my my high school band. It's called uh, the Taste of Blood. It was named after my friend's uh, barbarian character in Diablo Two. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nice. But uh, <laughs> so that, that's the, the backstory on that funny name for a band. Um, it's when I still get like some of my friends like, "You got to go back to that band. That's the good band. Oh, yeah. How can oh, we? My how can we let that one go?" Like, yeah, but, nostalgia is a really powerful yeah, drug yeah. dude yeah 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 and then um but then like we got chased in the band and like joel was super into like death metal at a very early age i remember like in high school he had um spawn of possession cabinet like oh, ready shit. to go he had like oh, whisper yeah. supremacy cryptopsy yeah you know he was showing me like all this crazy stuff and like it was getting into our friend circle and then like chase opened up a whole other dimension of that too and then like you know, I owe those guys a lot for musical um, influence. Totally. That's My awesome. brother was also a big influence. I remember like 
he had once upon the cross by deicide and i yeah, just like yeah. loved that album cover i was like whoa there's like a bloody guy under a <laughs> I, I, you know under guy. under a sheet this is hard and then like i stole the cd out of his room and listened to it that and was actually was like, the oh fuck it's jesus is dead under this this is so sick <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was, was the first like blast beat that i ever heard was once yeah. upon a cross wow. yeah like me and sean got it from music animal downtown when there, yeah. there used to be like a death metal store downtown santa cruz for like a couple months obviously and then uh <laughs> we were like dude the cd like we'd show it to people and be like the cd isn't skipping like that the drummer is like actually doing that like because he'd be like you know i remember the cd the first cd i bought from music animal was at the flea market in santa cruz he had a booth every week that's where i got my first drum set bro wait the guy yeah. The the guy who's yeah. still selling metal T-shirts at the Santa Cruz. Well, he's not anymore. No, until coronavirus testing it. site. Oh wow, that's crazy. Yeah. yeah. But um, I bought the Great Southern Trend Kill by Pantera, nice. and I was like, I had Cowboys from Hell, and then they, a lot of band had happened between that record and the Great Southern Trend Kill, and I was just like, holy shit, this is insane music. You know, yeah. I, was, I was in like fifth or sixth grade. It was insane to me. I know the and feeling. Then, yeah, the music animal. That guy helped me out a little bit i guess there <laughs> wait so music animal that's the guy's that's his shop yeah he had an uh, actual physical like okay. store yeah totally. it was like down by the taco bell in downtown santa cruz for a little yeah. bit which is also gone now it's also gone now yeah oh, no, i can't believe that that's crazy they're turning the entire downtown of santa cruz into apartments basically with shops underneath it uh, oh, kind yeah. of sucks gentrification I mean, like really sucks actually it does suck you mean like you don't think a death metal store should go out of business. Should go out of business. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how he had it. That was like so sick though. A whole metal store, you know? Like Yeah. That's so sick. Had all sorts of you know, those like he like imported a bunch of stuff from like Mexico. So he'd have those like embroidered death metal shirt shirts and shit like that. Yeah, that's tight, dude. Yeah. It's crazy. But yeah, back back to what you were asking about, Cheney. Like if we hung out, I'm trying to remember like one of the first memorable hangouts I've had with Naveen was you were, I think you were going to Cabrillo or Chase was going to Cabrillo, the community college in Santa Cruz. And you guys were recording the flesh rot demo. Oh, this yeah. was like many years before flesh rot was like actualized with, yeah, a, with yeah. this record and stuff. And um, you asked me if I would like come track vocals on it. Oh, really? And I came Damn. down and I was like, all right, you got like, yeah, I never heard the songs. And I was like, all right, you got like lyrics and ideas for how this is supposed to go. I was like, and you're, uh, like, you're like, no, no, nah. dude, like get in there. <laughs> go for it. And I was just like, no, <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. And then it didn't happen. And we just chilled at the studio. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I do remember that. That's funny. And, uh, you have one of my favorite naveen memories is actually from that night like um i don't know you guys have, have found out from listening to the podcast naveen's fucking hilarious dude and we were just like talking shit about bands you know whatever like oh like and for some reason every band i would bring up naveen was like that band sucks, <laughs> that band sucks. nothing and has I, changed like every band i could bring up i was I like trying trying to like build some common rapport he's just like that band fucking sucks just hating and then I, I was like naveen tell me tell me three bands that you think are good and you sat there for like a minute dude in silence and you were like oh 
<laughs> oh, oh god oh my god. and you were like dying fetus is good yeah true suffocation's good true and then you said some other i can't remember the other band and you're like and this band is good oh no 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 that band sucks <laughs> <laughs> that shit cracked me up I, I used to be way more of a, of a elitist when i was a young and now i'm not really like that anymore no you're like you've gotten really good about uh, not no, like, being oh, it's, elitist. it's pretty good isn't it it's if like, i try if <laughs> i hate on something naveen will like be the expansive one who's like, well, I mean, you know, this is good. Like, this. And I'm like, come on, babe, we can't. I mean, we really, can't they're, not that. That. they're not all bad, you know. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I've I've observed the transformation actually. Like, yeah, uh, it's kind of like, weird. I, I can I can tell it's it's coming and like feeling natural and that you're like aspiring to be open and happier yeah. and like it's it's really cool. It's like again, like we. Uh, grew up in the same area at the same time playing the same music and it kind yeah. of infiltrates your psyche in a certain way and it's like okay cool like maybe i can stop hating so much and i'll yeah it's true i'll I mean, try some shit i out. guess i could i could still go there but i just choose not to you know i'm just like yeah. all right well yeah, yeah. i don't really like it, it is it, it's still rare that i hear something that i'm like you know all in freaking out about you know what i mean but that doesn't mean that i have to like you know say everything sucks or sit there yeah, and be yeah. negative about it. Like, it's, it's just, it just is what it is. That yeah. is pretty, I mean, even the things that I can th think of that I'm not fully into, I can find a few good things about almost every band that I hear. Yeah, or why, like, let's just say it's like a, a hype band or something, you know, I'll check it out and I'll just be like, okay, it's not really what I expected, but like, let me try to see why people would like this. Yeah. And that's... Yeah, I'm like a super picky eater. And like, I have, I have to get the same attitude about food. Like, I don't like ketchup, but it's yeah. not like, yeah. I don't think ketchup sucks. Are you in that ketchup haters group on Facebook? No, I don't. See, I'm, I'm getting out of the hate Facebook. zone. You know? Yeah, you're not. Like, <laughs> but, not um, about it. You know, it's, it's like hundreds of millions of people can't be wrong about ketchup. Like, yeah, true. I just don't. It just doesn't work for me. That doesn't mean it's bad. Ketchup. I don't yeah. vibe. Yeah. He's not a saucy man. Yeah, I'm no. trying. That's crazy. Really I'm tough. like the polar opposite of you. I need like Eight several sauces. sauces. If I'm doing French fries, it's a sauce smorgasbord. Which, which honestly, it like kind of used to annoy me a little bit. You know, we'd like go because it's like you got to tell the the waiter like the waiter comes and like gives you all the food and then she's like, oh, "Can I get a side of uh, spicy mayo and barbecue and or or yeah. or that's like what kind of sauce comes with those fries?" And they're like, "All right, we got." Ranch, you know, honey mustard, you know, Thousand Island. She's like, yeah, okay, I'll take them all. And she's like, yes. All, all of like, them. Yes. <laughs> all of them. Justin, I feel like that's how you probably eat no, everything. I'm, I eat everything with every kind of sauce. I get a pretty <laughs> wide palate. I'd say. You have a wide you palate. eat anything. Yeah. Very wide. Do you eat, Fit. would you eat like disgusting foods? Like. I'll try anything, dude. Really? I can't do that. I'm not doing it. My stomach is too weak for that shit. I'll just, it's like. My mind, if I get something gross into my mouth, my mind over is overacting, overactive, yeah, and I can't, you. yeah. There are some some few items that kind of make me think twice about swallowing it, and it's uh, the lamb. For some reason, lamb, oh. like off the bone, it's kind of, it's a weird thing. It's like a weird smell, and it just lingers in your in your skin. I don't know, it's weird. Dude, lamb's bomb. Uh, I can have it in like a euro or something, but like off the bone is just like i don't know and like my girlfriend's greek 
So her uh, dad like makes like fresh lamb shanks and he's like, here, take this. And it's like five lamb shanks. I'm like, shit, dude, how am I going to eat this? <laughs> I'm not trying to be rude. Like I'll eat anything they put on my plate. And being that he's Greek, he's like, he just wants to feed you. So I'm like, shit. All right. Yeah. So then I just, I, I eat like five things of lamb shanks and just feel like shit for a week. Damn. When the average person probably eats like three lamb shanks, you, yeah, you go just, above and beyond. They, and just they just continue, continue to eat lamb shanks. I'm like, all right, man, I'll eat it. Keep them coming, <laughs> dad. But a whole lamb just in the back on a rack. Just <laughs> man, but uh, Justin, so you grew up in L.A., right? No, I've actually grew up in. Uh, few places mainly i was born and raised for the most part in uh Aubrey, california which is uh northeast of clovis what um, the hell clovis we gotta get a bigger city dude, than okay, okay, okay. Yeah, is that know. really what you're <laughs> rolling around <laughs> telling people it's like you know oh, which is an the suburb of clovis no one i've <laughs> never street. heard of that <laughs> yeah so like northeast of uh fresno like on the way to Yosemite on the 41. Okay. Uh, it's like a, a little mountain town. My grandparents got a ranch up there and I did a lot of growing up there. The ranch is real sick. Yeah, that's awesome. We'll stop up Pretty there tight. before we go to Yosemite and like kick it with the family. Oh, that's bit. awesome. Okay. What kind of a ranch? Um, do they have like animals on the ranch? They did. Yeah. My grandpa, because my grandpa was a cop uh, or not like a cop. He's like a DA. Uh, okay. So he had like, he had time when he wasn't working at the office and he had like cattle. So like cattle. And then I, he had some goats at the time, but after he retired and he got a little bit older, he just started saying, yeah, I'm not really into it anymore. You got that spooky horse up there. Oh, Winnie? Yeah, Winnie. Dude, Winnie is <laughs> as old as me. No joke. She's 33 wow. years old. Wow. That's so crazy. Yeah, man. Wow. Horses don't really live that long either, which is crazy. So Really? Yeah. They usually die in their like early or no, their mid to late 20s. Wow. And she's 33. Whoa. So she's, so a, she's still she's an old horse. She's still knocking about? She's just grazing, dude. Just hanging out. So I was go give her some apples. She's all Crazy. sick. We just watched She's a movie up. about a squid. Have you guys watched that squid document or octopus? My friend, o- the my octopus. octopus teacher. Yeah, yeah, that's it. It's a, a Netflix original yeah. production. You guys watched that? Oh, did you make it? Don't you work for did Netflix? You make- yeah, yeah. He makes, he makes all the music. I work there. That's why. You work. What do you do fun. at Netflix? Uh, it's it's a little too boring to talk about, but okay. um, I do Nothing like technical exciting. training for our employees on um, applications that exist to help us create content and like maintain the content on our service. So it's like, what is uh, that I got, what I got bored I hearing you that say yeah, that. Yeah, that's, that, that's like the, the short version. That's uh, easy. That's the non-boring version. <laughs> yeah, he's staying tech at Netflix. <laughs> yeah, keeping, keeping it tech. Uh, no, we like, yeah, it, it's. He works at Netflix. I work over there. I work in Netflix. I had a couple of jobs over there. I think I, I think today is actually my four year anniversary. Oh, over congratulations, there. congratulations, dude! Uh, and uh, I used to have a job there where I would like go out to our set. So I went like I, they moved me out to Amsterdam for a few months, and I went all over Europe to like the Witcher set and so sick. Uh, some other oh, shit that that I, I don't really have time to watch TV, so I can't remember what we make, but um. <laughs> I would like go on set and like help them set up. So like uh, a lot of their technical stuff would work and like we communicate a lot with them. So I would like set up like conference rooms for them to talk with us and shit like that and introduce them to what it's like to produce content for Netflix and stay on set for a few days and make sure everything's working for them. And so now I basically do that, but for the people who work 
at Netflix. So I was like the production company's external people. I helped people at my company do their jobs. Okay. Did Henry Cavill recognize you? Isn't I, he like a metalhead? He's like, oh shit. I didn't Carter. see him actually. Like that that show took a really long time to produce. Damn. But, um, what show is that? My uh, The Witcher. Oh, okay. But uh, my that. octopus teacher, it's I watched that uh, Christmas with my mom. It was a good, wholesome family watch. Yeah. That's, really right. That's funny because my mom, this is the first time my mom's ever been to California because I, I messed up my face and she came and we just watched it with her like two nights ago. She's actually she, in the other room, yeah. by the way. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. She is. And but, she's probably the she, only. How's she enjoying California? Like Santa Cruz is a pretty sick place to come visit. Yeah, That's she awesome. likes it. She honestly, she's not the most into traveling, but she told us today that, you know, seeing all of the sites and everything has inspired her to travel a little more and. Oh, nice. Get out of Iowa more. So we've been taking her to like all the the spots, you yeah. know, Roaring Camp, the beach. Yeah, dude, oh, Roaring Camp goes a little mile yeah. hike. We did that yeah, today. We did that today. That's yeah. all you need. Yeah, like, that's true. You're done. Totally. It's so yeah. true. Here's Santa Cruz. All right. Go back home. Man. So, yeah. It's been yeah. Fun. Justin, don't you work at like a toy company? Yeah, actually, I did. And then I got laid off. But then they just call me back whenever they need me. It's really interesting. Uh, how that's happening but yeah like i was there probably like three and a half years actually derek worked yeah who worked there before you yeah derek and danny our friend danny shout out to the drought the drought wizard um yeah he i, I worked there for like three and a half years like kind of doing like packaging uh prototyping it's really boring shit and then that's uh, a, a really weird job so yeah. like it took me a while to even like figure out the point of it and like why it was <laughs> happening but like basically like the designers would design the packaging and they would print it out on like sticker paper and then we would cut the stickers out and stick them to boxes and make fake boxes yeah and then like walmart would come and we would build like a fake aisle in our showroom yeah and be like this is what it can look like in walmart yeah and like, then like well, target this. does it different than walmart does it then yeah. then whatever toy shop does it and so we'd build we'd like make like 18 boxes of all these different products and be like your your store too could look like this. yeah it's like an arts and crafts but you get paid for it pretty much that sounds then, pretty like, fun i know that sounds fun too. it was pre it was pretty cool but then like it turned into like more things as like the company got a little bigger and they're like wait you do music so they're like, hey, you want to like work on like this thing, like and pitch your ideas. So like I started going to pitch meetings and then next thing you know, like I'm pitching ideas and like we're co-developing this uh, loop based toy. Um, and I wrote like 250 tracks for um, oh, yeah, dude, 250. <laughs> well, they're only like they're only like eight bars. Dude, let me sell you. Dude, I have so many eight bar loops. Oh, you do. Uh, <laughs> and That's machine. all I have the patience for. <laughs> yeah, it's like four four layers you can go up to and you have uh uh four four yeah four layers of instrumentation and then they're all in the same key c major at uh, 140 bpm and then you just scan colors and based on that color it plays a certain instrumentation a certain melody so you just go around your house and kids could just scan colors and make their own combination of uh like beats Based on oh, what wow. color they scan. That's fucking Is that cool. like some NDA really cool. stuff you're describing right now? No, it's been out for a while. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care, dude. Fuck they it. Leave me off. I don't give a shit. Fuck uh, NDAs. Where's my bonus, dude? So wait, do you have one of them? I don't have one of them here, actually, in my pocket. I, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> no, you go to like any any um, any Target, any Walmart. It's called Loomies. 
Loomies. Um, Loomies, yeah. Okay. I would have been a little and, more. And it's like, all you. Proud of that. It's all Justin like, McKinney's fucking... like composition. It's it's really cool. Uh, like all the music is me, and like I I did co-develop some of the play pattern. Um, but a majority of like the design is like there's so much that go into toys, man. It's crazy, but yeah. Um, that's super. But yeah, cool. then I like wrote some songs for like a couple other little toys, and then are yeah, they are just, they death metal songs cool. or? They're actually speaking of which, there is an Easter egg in the Loomies, and it's like a sick shred riff. Okay, but you oh. you can only do it if you do a certain uh, color combination. It's like green, green, orange, red, or something like that. I forgot. And then it just like a sick rip, like it just rips a lick all sick, and then there's like a. <laughs> That's, That's so sick. Amazing. So your my job there was way different. Like they had a keg there while I was working, and like they still do. My dude. friend and I would just show up and just like start drinking and then like we would be cutting cutting with exacto knives like very precise cuts and like multiple times a day the blade would jump like the straight edge that you're using to to cut and we'd be like whoa that was a close one <laughs> yeah dude i remember like the the owner of the company came in one day and he's like he's like i know your guys methods are a little unorthodox and you have a lot of fun in here but you're doing great work. What do you want in the keg next? Yeah. Oh, yeah. they're yeah. all sick, dude. That's... They they take care of us you know, for the most part. Like you know, they make sure they... we had fun until like <laughs> until they laid you off. Yeah, until they. <laughs> but they laid well, you off Danny because off, of too. they laid you off because of Corona, right? Yeah, that's understandable. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. toys. It's like a weird. Everything's in a weird place right now. So <laughs> like, I I just kind of go back there as a temp and just work when they need me until mm-hmm. hopefully things kind of level out. But I mean, who the hell knows, dude. Yeah, I know. Um, Who knows? We don't know. We straight up we don't. don't know. So have you been like we, collecting that UE? Oh, you know it. It's I'm kind of getting scared because it's running out, dude. Yeah, that is kind of scary. When does it stop? Um, uh, in like a month, like next month. Damn. So I'm celebrating by going to Greece with my girlfriend. Hell yeah. When are you going? <laughs> uh, we're going in, in the middle of September. We're going to stay for 12 days. Oh, that's awesome. she always wanted to go there dude she she like goes there all the time because she's greek and she goes rock climbing out there and like we're gonna go to like these like crazy like massive uh walls and like there's like monasteries on top of them Whoa. and she's gonna like climb like multiple, so it's right. like like seven eight pitches or something i gotta get so better cool. and then come out for the next one you should just come out we can just do single pitch yeah that'd be just wait, right, justin are you gonna climb too or are you just gonna like cheer I, her on uh, I'm just going to be at the bottom cheering. <laughs> I can't do, I have a thing with heights, dude. Like I can't, Same. I can yeah, only go I'm a not. certain height until I'm like, okay, I'm done. Yeah. And, and like, it took her to kind of like really put me in, on edge and like kind of make me start walking or, or crawling up, you know, rocks to really beat my fear of heights for the most part. So I've, I've gone up like a hundred something feet in UNS and Utah. That's pretty dang Damn. high. Dude. That's, that's way I've higher than I've ever we, we went out a couple months ago. Oh, in uh, Apple, Apple Valley. Valley. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, it's, it's I'm not definitely doing it. like... I'm not doing it. It's, it's very <laughs> scary, dude. It's a weird no, sensation, like there. feeling like laying back in a rope that's just like, it's just a fucking rope, dude. And you're putting your entire weight and into that rope it's just a really weird sensation i'm not worried about like, the rope i'm worried about what the rope's attached to you guys know oh that you bring that's your like, own like cams and shit or is it like the it's like most of the stuff i do is like sport climbing yeah. so like it's like pre-drilled holes and then you just clip uh-huh. your uh your carabiners in there and then attach that way your quick draws it still yeah. kind of freaks me out though too because like how I, well are those done you know yeah you know? like rock climbing 
I do indoor rock climbing. I've gotten pretty into it the last couple of years. Like I'm going tomorrow. It's like the only exercise I get. But <laughs> like the outdoor stuff is scary as fuck. Like, yeah, I don't know who drilled that. Like, do you put like glue in it? Like Loctite to help um, keep it stuck? Like, <laughs> Loctite? Yeah. Just some Gorilla Glue? <laughs> no, I don't. Nicole explained it to me. It's um, they like drill the hole and then there's like a, a nut that goes inside the hole. Okay. And then the peg goes inside of there and then it screws into the nut. So it's kind of, it's like, and then it's like a set, I think that I believe there's several nuts and it, it's just like probably like nine, 10 inches within gr- like solid granite. Okay. You know, that, that like seems, a steel rod. Seems so very it's, solid. it's pretty stable for the most part. And then after that, you like, it gets tightened with a washer and then you have the, uh, the, the hook. I, I forgot the name of that anyway, but like, there's like several of those, like on a single pitch route, there's probably like five or six, um, like, yeah, like draws that you got to put in. And then you have like an anchor at the top, which is like two bolts put in there, like down, okay, like 10 inches with a steel rod, two steel rods. So it's like pretty sturdy for the most part. Yeah. So you're doing I mean, like lead climbing where you go up and you have to clip in as you go. I've only done lead climbing in Utah. Um, because I, we went to, where do we go? Um, maple canyon which is like a sandstone conglomerate so it's like 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 big groupings of rock and sand so it's like you can kind of death metal song title yeah sandstone (laughs) (laughs) or band name yeah at this point in time yeah anything anything yeah i know know. totally but yeah like the cool thing about that that kind of stone is like you can just make your own grips and you know ledges everywhere so it's like really easy to climb for the most part so I like okay. learned how to lead climb like there, and I haven't done it since pretty much. Gotcha. Lead climbing, and now I'm all top rope. So you got in, you got climb. into climbing because she's like way in, she's always been way into climbing. Yeah, she's like insanely. She's good. crazy good at yeah. climbing. Oh wow! Wow. The only she does ice climbing too. Yeah, she like ice climbs ice too. picks and shit. Holy Dude, it's insane. Shit. Where do you do See, that? I like it down here. Like I'm already where I need to be. Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> I don't. I'm not trying to go up on it. Where do you uh, ice climb at? Where, she where mainly she ice climbs like, um, like Wyoming's a big spot, um, places in Alberta, like Banff, uh, okay. um, actually places in, in Utah in, um, Zion, it's like desert oh, yeah. ice. It's really, really interesting. Um, so she does like, we went there on a trip last winter and she did some crazy ice climbs, like multi-pitch ice climbs is insane. That's another song titled desert ice. Desert ice. <laughs> there's a, oh, there's like, some ice climbing in Lake Tahoe, but I don't know how oh, that makes sense. It, oh yeah. It she looked told me crazy to that. me, but I don't know if it's like, you know, whack beginner type stuff or what, but yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. But I know there is some ice in, uh, Levining, which is e- Eastern Sierra. And okay. we actually went there. And that's like the first time I tried ice climbing, but my toe was like all fucked up. So I was like, cause you have to like violently kick the ice right. and get your uh, claws spike. in there. And I was like, dude, I can't do this shit. My foot hurts. Okay. Well, have you guys watched <laughs> free solo though? Or, or what? Oh yeah. 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 yeah that Arnold, I fucking guess. movie gave me yeah. a, like a tingly feeling at times. If you don't, you know what I'm Yeah, me about? too. Like, yeah. That's how you feel when you climb sometimes that tingly feeling. Yeah. I know. That's why like, I had it just watching the movie on, uh, you know, on my couch. So. Yeah, I saw I saw it in the theater, and it was a pretty cool experience. So that big, and that was like right around when I was getting into doing like climbing in the gym. Okay. So it was like all inspirational, but also at the same time, like I don't ever 
fucking want to do that. Yeah, <laughs> like the worst idea ever. But well, no man, one that was a do. pretty incredible yeah. story. And like, I always trip out that it took like the first people six months to climb it. Yeah. yeah. And then he did it in like, what, three hours? Three hours, That's yeah. So He's done it quicker, insane. I think, too. I thought for sure he was going to die on that like certain part that he was struggling with and Where couldn't make it. have to nail that yeah. crazy hook overhang. don't yeah. film it because I'm going to die here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the part where he made you believe he was going to die. <laughs> so stressful. What are you sipping there, Cheney? It looks good. Uh, this is a socks and sandals foggy IPA. Speaking of bevin up. 6.6. Yeah. Might need to yeah, go you guys get the remainder. Up, dude. Yeah, go hold, turn your mic off so you don't... Uh, all right. Oh, a gentleman. Hot mic. He turned. <clears throat> Word. Yeah, I used to actually climb at Pacific Edge. I don't know if you know. Yeah, I think that that's is. the first place I ever did that. Like when I was a kid, I actually went uh, quite a bit. Yeah. I've never been to that climbing gym. I yeah. see it all the it's, time. I would do that. That's pretty I cool. I would too. Yeah, I would do that. I had you like. go next time I come up. Or, yeah. you know, one of these next times. I'm down. I, I don't have any equipment anymore. You know, you but, can just rent it all. It'd yeah. probably be like twenty five bucks to. I wonder if all. I could. Oh. I could probably pass the belay test. What's a belay? The belay, like, there's a guy who climbs, and there's someone on the ground who's the belayer, and they oh, like who, feed like, the rope. It? Yeah, yeah okay. and you know, you okay. have to... well, the more important thing is they they keep you from falling. So when you get to the top, you say like, "All right, tension on, please," and, yeah. the, and the belayer like puts the brakes on the rope and lowers you down. Oh, okay, yeah. got you. And so, That's like, they're the... your they're your safety net, right? Yeah. But it's really fun, like when you're a kid, because you, you can like have the belayer like let out a bunch of slack, and then you can like jump off, like let go, and you like fall. Oh yeah! And the belayer goes off the ground. That's hella fun. That sounds hella fun. Yeah. So we you used to, to like do that jump a lot. towards the rock when that happens, horsing around. But yeah, I remember one time when I was a Dude. kid, I like I fell doing a lead climb, and you go like away from the wall, and then you fall down to the last point that you. Yeah. The lead climb, the rope's not at the top. It's like the rope's on the ground. Okay. And as you go up, you clip it in. Right, right. Yeah. So, you set the next yeah. point. Yeah. The next bolt. Which is really fun. And then, so you fall, if you fall, you're going to fall down to the last point and then like pendulum back in. Mm -hmm. And I did yeah. that. And there was like a big, like hold rock. Oh, shit. Bullseye onto my nuts. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, and it was like, so bad like it, it wasn't even funny yeah yeah i don't like, think that's funny like it I've didn't hurt for like funny. five minutes you know that type of a situation and it's like i had to go in the bathroom you know what's weird about people getting hit in the nuts is it seems it happened like way more to kids like when i was small i would hear about like dudes getting hit in the nuts all the time yeah and it was you like, grow like, up yeah, and you're yeah. like why would i do that to my fellow dude like yeah I, I don't wish like this on anybody. This Rochambeau, dude. So so honestly, bad. I think after that point, I kind of just started going away from climbing. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Understandable. <laughs> I was supposed to get my lead certification, and then my my appointment was on Sunday morning, and Sunday morning was the day they shut down California. Oh. And so, like the guy, the guy texted me like super early. I was like, "Sorry, like the gym is going to be closed forever." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No dice. Yeah, you I should had go a climbing like, and, and do some lead stuff, like some like really chill five six stuff. Yeah. Well, they don't let you. No, and outside. Oh, yeah, that sounds scary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I never climbed outside. I like 
I just climbed in the gym and I, it's ha- a I had a, ro- a rope experience. and stuff. I was like way into it. But well, it's got to be different, right? I mean, the gym is like set up perfectly so that you can actually climb, whereas outside, yeah. Well, like outside, you you like have to drive all far to to get to the spot, right? And then you have to hike in for like an hour to get to the spot, and then you have to set all your shit up, and then like it's an adventure to, to get a rope set up. Someone has to lead climb to the top because there isn't a rope waiting for you. Mm. So somebody who's better than me needs to go before me to go set the rope so then I can top rope. So we got Nicole. Yeah. <laughs> She's a pro. But no, it's fun. It's like, I think when the difference between like gym climbing from my experience, because I'm, I'm not a fan of uh, like the the self belay. Like yeah, I, I can't, belay. I can't stand that thing, dude. It's really freaky. Oh, I've never used um, that. I don't think that was the thing. Oh, it's creepy, no, dude. There's like slack on it when you get to the to the anchor and you just let go and you just go boom, boom, boom. It's like uh, such yeah. a weird sensation. Okay. I don't think but, they um, I, this I used to climb like twenty plus years ago, so I don't even think that was a thing. You had to have a Oh the auto boy? Yeah, yeah you had to yeah, have a home not. boy. You had to have the you. boy do it. Yeah. Um but yeah, going outside, I think decisions like it's like a I think it's more like you have to think about a little bit more, whereas like you have a color graded route in a gym yeah and it's all buckets and it's all just super easy grabs for the most part super easy grabs but outside you kind of got to like stay for a minute and like plan your next move and like plan where your feet are going to go so it's like less taxing i think on your body because if you're not climbing right in a gym like you can get burnt out and you know on your forearms really really easy but um i don't know i think outside climbing is just a little more rewarding and it's it's just more thought that has to go into it Makes sense. But I remember like when you and I went last time, like I think I climbed like three climbs, you know, but at the gym and that was like an eight hour excursion at the gym. I'll pull up and be like, all right, I'm going to do 10 climbs in the next hour and 15 minutes, you know, and then like go home and take a shower. It's just like a quick (laughs) point in the day. But yeah, so Uh, it it is, I think, a little more rewarding in that regard, because like you get to go out of your comfort zone and go like have fun outside and get fresh air and be quiet and get away from like yeah what whatever pop dubstep remix they're playing at the gym <laughs> right yeah that, that is something i've been thinking about a little bit more doing some more nature stuff it's nice getting All out right. in the nature because you know we live in santa cruz we should you live in like a really great spot for it I know, i'm always go... just like playing guitar at home that's like it you got they got to come with us to yosemite <laughs> and stay at north dome yeah oh, that would Super be super fun you can't yeah. usually we usually do a backpack, backpack trip to uh, like this place. It's across the valley from Half Dome. It's called North Dome. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's like a seven mile. Is it like, no, it's like an eight mile loop or something. Or not a loop, but out think and back. it's like seven miles in and then seven miles. Yeah, yeah, out. yeah, you're right. Um, and then you get on top of this fat dome, dude, and you look straight down and that's the valley floor of Yosemite. And wow. you can see the entire valley. It's so epic man and we usually go every year and stay a couple nights there so you guys should come out that would be awesome sick we do have like some camping gear and shit like that it's mostly festival i've only used it at a festival (laughs) 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 but yeah since like cheney crashed this this i've been like i need to be more prepared for emergencies you know so i've been like buying all kinds of emergency stuff and and i was like might be kind of cool to like go just test it all you know like go go out and just like have like a go you know like a bug out backpack and just like go out and try to like sleep in a shelter just see what it's like 
dude it's it's fun it's like being on tour but like without the bullshit dude, yeah. totally. and you could die a lot easier yeah well actually probably not because van driving is pretty yeah van driving is perilous yeah yeah it's one of the it's really horrifying that's I'm, why i like to drive a lot i'm surprised that we don't hear of like crazy things happening with bands driving more often because it seems really it is dangerous to do and some of the chances that we take on tour just as bands in general it's like sometimes tours are in the winter and you're driving on that crazy drive between denver and anything west and it's like really yeah. fucked up in those mountains yeah. and it gets so snowy and scary remember one time we were we were on a tour i i think it was on this tour with enslaved and we got to this to this grade and it was just so fucking snowy and so scary and like i'm from coastal california like right. I, it snowed once when i was a kid and it snowed for like three minutes and it was so weird yeah that's like my experience driving snow and i'm driving this giant van with all my friends in it in a trailer that doesn't have brakes you know yeah. and like i'm going down this thing and i noticed that it can't catch the like the brakes are just sliding you know and everyone else is in the same boat so it's kind of all right but like there was literally no visibility maybe like five feet and one one pocket of visibility opened up and i looked to my right and the left and there was just like as far as the eye could see flipped semi trucks that had oh, flipped wow. that that night oh my and, god and i <clears throat> then i got really scared and i was just like going down the grade and i remember i i was like i got up we got to make it to the show. I really need this like 50 bucks or, you know, whatever, like whatever the band got paid back then, you know, and it's like, Oh, if we don't do this, like we don't get free pizza tomorrow. And then we have to like pay for food. I can't do that. You know? Like, and so I, I saw like an opportunity to pull over and I didn't. And I, I really regret not doing it. And we got stuck on that grade for like another hour and a half. And I was like sweating so crazy, so scared the whole time. And finally, I was just like, like I could feel the trailer in the van kind of dancing around. And finally, like, that's not good. It felt like eternity later, I, I got to a, an off ramp and I was like, fuck this. Like we are, we are getting a hotel. Like, I know we can't afford it. I know we can't do this, but like, I, I'm not dying here. No. That was on the I-80 going to Denver. Uh, I think it was in Montana. Actually. Oh, that's like the worst. That's where and, everyone flips. Man. And um, yeah, we just posted up at a hotel and like lived out of the Walmart for a couple of days. It was it yeah. was like actually really nice. It was really relaxing. About that. It was yeah. like warm. I know. Yeah, see, like hearing about this <laughs> stuff, I'm like, do I really need to even tour again? Like, <laughs> yeah. Touring is fun when the condition, <laughs> when you like, when everything is under control and it's like yeah. spring and yeah. the, and spring through fall, great times. Yeah. I heard. There was a band that I heard, maybe it was Decrepit. They have a strict no winter touring policy. And I was like, that's really fucking that's smart. smart. Yeah, really yeah smart. super smart. Makes, makes sense. I was on a Twitch stream with Scott Carstairs of Fallujah on Friday. And they were, him and Rob were talking about their experience when flipping the van. Uh, oh, yeah. On that, cool. on that Hate Eternal tour. I think we had, uh, I think Riley was in the band when that happened. I think yeah, he, he, I think he I talked think he about driving. that on this podcast. Yeah, yeah, totally. It's insane. Like the, the amount of detail when they were explaining it, I just got like chills. I'm like, fuck that, dude. Yeah. Because we, we had a mild, like a close call on a faceless tour. Um, I forgot what tour. I think we were just, it was just like us headlining and we were driving off funny enough dead man's pass in eastern nice. washington going into seattle i think you guys had the same routing on that last tour we did 
oh, and there's yeah. like a fat snowstorm. Yep, and that we got um, stuck there too. Yeah, yeah that, we no, went okay, down that's there. where we pulled over. Yeah, we pulled over. Yeah, you guys were smart. See, EJ Shannon, I love the man. He he's like, we can't miss the show. So we kept going, and then like we spun out once, which wasn't a big deal, because uh, the snow With the trailer. Yeah, well, it was just like, and then we got oh, stuck. I thought you meant like. No, that was the next. Uh, <laughs> oh, spoiler alert! Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah we, we we kept going this crazy grade, and then EJ uh, passes the the snowplow instead of staying behind it. Which oh my god! Because he he was like, oh, I got this, I got this, and like, all right, dude, hell, like, just hell please no, be no. safe. <laughs> just chill, that. man. Uh, and then like, of course, we hit you know some big snow and spun four times, and then like trailer was like hang- almost hanging off the edge of a cliff. Holy and then the shit. snowplow comes up and he's like, what the fuck were you doing, dude? Like, do not do they call it dead man's pass for a reason, blah, Jesus. blah, blah. And yeah. they like dug us out and like straightened us out. And luckily nothing was wrong. Damn. But like it, the fact that that happened and just like, dude, yeah, it's so it, fragile. It like touring in the winter, bad. it could you could die at any moment. I know. Yeah. I remember Evan telling the story of another faceless tour. I think it was oh, the his, moose. Yeah, I think it was his last <laughs> tour because they that tour ended in Santa Cruz, and then Evan came here to record to like track something. But he, but I was at that show. I remember that. Oh yeah, yeah. it might have been the like Santa where Cruz we one. met. I think. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, but yeah, the the moose story. It the winter is fucked, man. Especially in Canada, routing metal bands of our size who are in vans. I mean, in any fucking vehicle. Honestly, it's not smart to go through Canada in the middle of winter. Yeah, like don't so, do that. You're gonna run into something. Don't do that. And isn't it a thing that in Canada, like the the gas stations are so far apart that you can't, like, if you don't choose yeah. to stop and get gas at yeah. one petrol station then you're totally screwed, screwed. Yeah. Yeah. That, that happened to us in the middle you know the great middle section of canada we were driving like this crazy drive it was probably like a 10 hour drive you know and we ran out of gas i think it was on a summer slaughter and we were just like we didn't we didn't have cell phones at the time you know or in like in canada we definitely didn't have cell phones and so it was just like all right well some of us stay in the van and hopefully hopefully another band is going to pass us on this road and we can flag them down and then like i remember i went one way for like miles and someone else went another way and someone else went another way and we just all went out in different directions on foot hoping that we could find the start of a horror movie (laughs) hoping that we could find a car to flag oh my god i think i think like cephalic picked us up or something like it Wow. You know, we ran into some friends. It might have been cattle, but like, luckily, like actually you know, cattle or like <laughs> <laughs> we ran into some cattle. <laughs> and then like the only people dumb enough to be driving on the road at that time are people on that tour package. You right, know? Totally. So like the only people we saw were our buddies, luckily, and they got us some gas and we we got out of there. But it was scary, dude. We were there for like hours stuck. Yeah. That's not like that's sort of happened winter. to me when i was driving it with animals but i we were um i i kind of ha- i kind of knew that stuff so we were about to run out of gas and there was i got to a gas station but it was closed and oh for one o- whatever reason i couldn't use the card thing so i was like we're just going to sleep here and when it opens up we'll get gas and then go to the show that's what we did. Sometimes shit like that can like be super funny yeah. and entertaining. Like when you blow it on the road and it's totally. like 
kind it, like there's safe scenarios that are hilarious. Like we were in Europe once and we were, I was really excited because we were going to go to Paris. I never been to Paris. I still, I guess I played that show out there, but like, it was sick because we drove overnight. We're like, fuck yeah, we're going to get like a day in Paris. I really wanted to like do, do the touristy stuff. I, I do that shit. I think uh, going out and seeing the sights is a pretty fun thing to do, but um, you know, we stopped in the middle of somewhere, you know, in the French countryside, the driver had to go to the bathroom or get gas or whatever. And then, um, you know, I'm asleep. I don't get off the bus, but then a couple, like three hours later, we got pulled over by the cops and everybody on the bus was freaking out because in Europe, you usually share your bus with two other bands and like, you know, we're out there partying, whatever there's like weed or alcohol, you know, just like stuff that you probably don't want the cops to see you with. Right. And um, everyone's freaking out. They're like, everybody, like, this is not a, this is not a drill. Like hide all contraband material you have. The right. cops are here and these, this, uh, you know, the, the cop comes and he goes, do I'm not, I'm not even going to butcher a French accent. <laughs> Sorry for almost even starting. They were like, uh, is somebody named Steve Jones part of your tour package? What? And we were what? like, yeah. And they're like, is he on your bus? And we're like, uh, I think so. And like, yeah, of course, of course he's on the bus. Of course he's on there. <laughs> Steve wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> and Steve got off at the gas station like to get a snack or something and forgot to like do the protocol where you leave your laminate on the, the fucking doorknob so the people know that uh, <laughs> that you're off the bus. Oh. You left Steve. And dude. so we lost Steve. We left him at a gas station. Oh. And then they were like, all right, well, he's he's back there a few hours. And like he, he called the police and he was like, I'm I'm lost and I have no form of communication out here. If you see a bus with this color trailer heading towards Paris, like I need that pulled over. Dude, Steve. And then, oh my God. The, the drivers out there are all unionized. So they can't just all, turn the gas is, yeah. all the gas is paid for. Like they can't do anything except what is on the itinerary. And oh. so we had to wait on the side of the road while Steve hitchhiked with some random couple from the gas station <laughs> what yeah holy shit so like sometimes that's awesome like road hazards are like pretty funny or like become these great stories but because yeah, when he got there you guys you guys were like oh uh, what the fuck dude right yeah yeah it was just, i think he was more scared than we were you know like that's oh totally i would be probably petrified. super weird <laughs> Dude, a bus. Yeah, he like managed you? to find people who spoke English good enough to like <laughs> let him hitchhike to a random bus on the side of the freeway. That's amazing. Wow. Yeah, Animosity did that in Mexico, which is in hindsight mm. a little bit sketchy. But uh, probably wouldn't want to be stranded at a gas station. Yeah, there. we were uh our van it was like we were on a tour or something, and then we're like, oh, we can go play a show we went we went and played a show in mexico really early on like they because they loved bands on tribunal like oh I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah yeah i don't know why but tribunal bands Were you on tribunal yeah like our first album was on oh. tribunal and so was taste of blood that. yeah i was on tribunal wow. yeah <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck's, what's it? <laughs> and then so we went like they flew us down there to play a show and it was the first time i'd ever like flown to play a show you know, so we 
it was super fun. Real rock star treatment. And it was, uh, where was it? It was, uh, I honestly can't remember the name of the town. But it wasn't too far from the border. It was like a few hours maybe. And so we were like, oh, we could like go play another show. We'll just drive there, right? <laughs> Terrible idea. Yeah. Not my idea, by the way. But our trailer, like to- the axle like broke on the way there. Oh, man. And, you know, there's no triple a like once you're in mexico yeah you know and yeah so, i had a feeling this was going to be this story <laughs> <laughs> yeah which i've never told on the podcast so then we just we were like all right well, let's just put everything in the van and then just ditch the trailer and then we were like all right well we took all the stuff out put it in the van so there wasn't r- really even enough room for all of us so me and Frank were like, all right, we'll hitchhike to the show. Oh, my God. <laughs> 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 and then we were like, all right, well, if we're going to ditch the trailer here, let's fuck it up first. And so we, like, grabbed bricks and stuff, and we were just, like, fucking it up. And, like, <laughs> <laughs> I love that logic, dude. Like, let's just destroy the trailer. <laughs> but dude, we, I was, like, 20. Yeah, I, I was literally so 20 because I think it was on, like, the Origin Tour. Or like on the way out to the origin tour. So I was like 20. That was like our second tour. And then uh, we're like, yeah, let's fuck the trailer up. So we fucked it up. And then a bunch of people showed up and started like taking it apart and like taking it. You know, taking the wheels and everything. <laughs> You're and like, then, yeah, come. Take yeah. everything. And then Frank and I like hitched a ride with this couple. Wow. Who were actually super chill. They like liked rock and stuff like that. And uh, guitar music, yeah, and it was far. It was like a couple, like I want to say, we were at least one to two hours away. But they were like, (laughs) "We're heading there anyway. We'll give you guys a ride." So they literally just took us to the venue, and then we met up with the band and played the show. And then uh, driving out, somehow I think because I don't know how we fit on the way. Not on the way in, but we fit on the way out. I'm not sure how we, we sold merch or something. Yeah, we sold, sold merch. merch, so there was like a bin gone. So, like, we had you know, we were sl- sitting in the gutter. You guys were like merch kings, dude. You probably sold like half the van worth of shit. <laughs> we probably sold night. a lot of merch. Yeah, that, that was yeah. the thing back in the day. It probably was all the rage to have some so, animosity yeah. merch. And we had a bunch merch. of money rolling around Americans in a van, you know. But Dumb. I remember like on the drive back, it was. There was like dudes with like fucking machine guns and shit, like stop oh points. God, Cause it's like you're just in the middle of fucking nowhere. Like it's that. Yeah. Those drive, the drives there, it's not really like the same as driving here. It's the roads are like different. Like it'll, I thought it was really weird because you drive for like 50 miles, like just totally straight. And then the highway just like goes like right, like totally straight for another. 50 wow. you know it's not like curvy or it was really weird yeah and then uh anyway we somehow made it and did that and after that i was like yo we're never driving to mexico again like and, well we did, did we did drive to did, tijuana did you guys get into other trouble with a trailer in mexico before <laughs> i think that was it or am really? i thinking about the different i think that was it okay. that was the time we had other well no we because the only other time we drove to mexico after that was we drove into tj and played a show, which is pretty chill. I mean, you just go. Yeah. That's like a few minute drive from the border. And then they open like a huge gate outside the venue and you like just drive in and then they close it. Oh, that's so it's sick. like, although I did eat a bunch of food next door and then right before the show ran out and was like hell of violently puking. 
I know that's oh, the man. thing about I can't eat like <laughs> I have to eat six hours before a show if I'm going to eat. Otherwise, I'll just throw it all up. No, I just started feeling weird because I don't know. Whatever, it's the water, dude. Oh, you, you think it's the because water. of the water? Yeah, yeah. I just do it oh, because yeah. of well, yeah. that exercise. The revenge, dude. Totally, that's what it was. Montezuma. Yeah. I don't think I ever threw up doing vocals. <clears throat> you never Friend. like. I don't know. I I think that I just like work myself up, and I've ran out after sets and thrown up really violently. Well, that's like mm-hmm. sick, though. That's like the good kind of puking. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't like food poisoning yeah. induced. It was just yeah. my own yeah. fault. I was like, oh, I'm starting to feel a little, a little queasy here. And it was like in front of the whole line. And I remember just being embarrassed like, fuck, they probably think I'm wasted. You know? And I wasn't drunk at all. So I was a little embarrassed there. But That is embarrassing. I'm just kidding. They also might not have known who you were. Like they're just like, oh, some guy. Yeah. I know, right, all right. I guess that's some gringo bit. just yeah, puking exactly. everywhere. Yeah, it's it's probably pretty common for yeah. yeah that's quite presumptuous know, Americans to be down in Tijuana throwing up. So that's true. true. That's so true. true. That's a little presumptuous of me to be like, all of my fans <laughs> saw me throwing up. They don't know who I am. <laughs> <laughs> so, Justin, how long has Zenith been a band? Uh, approaching 10 years, actually, in November of, actually, no, technically, according to the Facebook, technically, technically, how long have you technically uh, been a man? Technically, since I actually looked at the page and it was created on in November of 2011. So I guess 10 years, it'll be a a band. So you started the band with Greg and right. Yeah. Yeah. I just started off as just like a small recording project, just kind of not really trying to do anything, just just trying to record something and have fun. And then uh, I asked Greg because Greg lived in the same apartment complex as me in, oh, in wow. Bakersfield. And I asked him like to come over and just track vocals. And then we just released it on a whim, just put it out. Just like, oh, here. And then people were responding like, oh, I'll just write another one. And then write another one. Everyone liked that. And, <laughs> and then like uh, Metal Sucks picked it up and I'm like, oh, shit. So then we put out an EP, which was Cosmic Dissonance. And then uh then Rob joined the band and then we got signed a unique leader and then we pretty much just formed it into a live touring unit. And then I guess the rest is just kind of like history. It's kind of like, didn't really expect it to be anything. Just was just trying to just write some DM. Yeah. I can definitely <laughs> relate on that. I know I'm going to have a really hard time trying to perform those older songs. Yeah. It's I like, got it, dude. It's like, it's just like nonstop. I, I remember I saw Zenith Passage down down here at the whiskey, and I was like, I was like, "There's no way." I think your comment was, "How does Greg keep the glasses on his face?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's really also a, gr- a great question. Like, I bought a, a croaky. That's like what the glasses, the brand thing. When I was playing with John from, it's kind of like shitty not being able to see when you're on stage but, so you have like no <laughs> idea what's going on you bought one but of the like just, strings that you tighten yeah, right? I just yeah that's, string that's hard dude yeah that's super hard <laughs> it's like it's bright funny. orange all my friends were, were making fun of me but i was like no way that's so sick doesn't doesn't make a difference that is sick when travis that's plays he would just take his glasses <laughs> off but then he couldn't he came, see his yeah, fretboard it, it, and it then it kind of sucks dude he couldn't see his fretboard so 
no matter what the lights that we have were programmed to do, we had to have like a faint light on at all times. And I was like, dude, this is fucking killing the vibe. I want to see like a dark Uh, stage, dark stage. Travis was like Superman when he took his glasses off. I know. Clark Kent. (laughs) Really, really is. Then he starts ripping. You're like, oh shit. I know. (laughs) I I remember seeing Zena's passage and I was just like, in my head, I was like, there's no way, there's there's no way this guy is going to be able to do this many vocals in like the next 30 minutes or however long this metal set is. And I was just like shook. I was like, holy fuck, he did it. Like yeah. nailed it and sounded good the whole time. And totally. like, yeah, Greg's, like, Greg's sick. Once I once I was like getting involved talking about this and still in my head, I'm like, I, I don't know if I can do that. There's so I'm gonna have to like get my cardio up. I'm gonna have to Dude, just do like, sing along. Getting cardio up for vocals is the sickest move that I've ever made because on our on the That's last real yeah on the last real tour that we did which was with uh rivers we were on this strict workout hype the entire time and i was barely uh drinking and i just was in fucking tip top shape there was nothing that like i was just nailing it every single night because that that is really all it is is cardio you have to learn like the breathing for me i think that's the most one of if not the most important part of doing vocals is learning when to breathe so that you can push out phrases yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like yeah. lung capacity, like swimmer exactly. kind of thing, right? Exactly. It's really hard too because, like, when I'm when I'm doing this, that push yeah, me up, brother. <laughs> um, it's it's really <laughs> difficult. Like the the serious bands I've been in, we don't like have band practice. You know, like uh, yeah, the faceless. We we had practice maybe like one day before a tour. The night of the tour. Yeah, the night of the <laughs> tour. Like, you know. Is that how the faceless rolls? Oh yeah, when I was in the band, yeah, because like same all, dude. It's uh, cheers to all. Cheers, clink, clink. Um, but yeah, like we never had a local drummer when I was in the Faceless, so like it's it's really hard to to practice without a drummer. You know, (laughs) it's kind of like that's that's literally the only thing I need as a vocalist. Same. Like my my monitor would often just be kick and snare, and that's how I would figure out where I am in the song. Totally. But um. I also like started playing music as as a drummer. I've never got good, but uh, uh, I know, you yeah. seen that death metal quickie video. You're <laughs> yeah, I filmed, nailing everything. I saw I that. A, I know. a fake playthrough, but I, I made it look too convincing. It was supposed to be funny, but then everybody thought everyone was, like, thought oh, there was there was yeah. nothing funny about it. We were like, "Is Derek fucking?" No, I, I, got, <laughs> I know you, so I was like, "Oh, that's hella funny that he did that." And then I was reading the comments though, and I'm like, "Fuck, people are so stupid." I know. Well, I, people I felt don't really get it, because, dude. Like, that's the thing. Because I can't do that. Like you should have been in the room. It, it was. It was garbage, dude. Like I thought it was pretty like <laughs> obvious when you're just like hesitating on what what like symbol to hit. Just, you were like, damn, know, Derek, like, how long have you been playing drums for, bro? Yeah, I had like friends I've known for like <laughs> ten years being like, bro, how come like we never jam? Justin just edited it too good. I tried to make it obvious. I know. Like you're just like. <laughs> You didn't even know what symbol to hit. It's like all out of time and everything. But yeah, so like I, I think about music mostly from a drumming perspective. Yeah. And that's like what makes the music. That's what unlocks the music for me. But like, so we, we couldn't practice because we don't have a drummer in town. And so like maybe the drummer would come out like one or two days before the tour. Because like we all lived with our parents or like for a long time, me and Brandon shared a, a bedroom, you know, in a house. Like we don't have a place to to set somebody up. 
And so just like, all right, you can sleep in the jam space for a night and we could probably get away with that, you know, and we would, we would practice. So like a lot of the stuff I do the first time I ever track it or, or say the words even audibly is when I'm doing it full volume in the recording booth. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it takes me, it'll take me like three tries to finally be like, Oh, the breath goes there. Yeah. Okay. And so like, it's kind of like a long process when I track vocals. Cause like, I'm like, oh, wait, no, the voice should probably actually kind of be like this. Or, oh, wait, yeah, yeah. I should downturn the, that last syllable instead of upturning it. And like we, we trial and error a lot, like in the moment. And I think you're not giving yourself enough credit because when we did that music video and you, you were actually reciting everything at full volume and it sounded like I was like listening to the playback from the, the video and it's like everything's spot on, dude. Think you're, you give yourself hey, a little more credit hey, there, he's, but he's yeah. a humble man. I'll drink to that. I'll drink to that. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Yeah, I mean that's a good that's a good uh, benefit of where we live is like we can make noise, so Cheney can totally practice a lot. Well, so and she gets to actually like hone in on all that stuff. And that the drummer is like built into my house, so you know I can. <laughs> and the guitar player. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so. It's like we can practice, yeah, you know, it's work on stuff a lot. Yeah, a lot. But yeah, breathing is a huge thing to nail down and doing vocals. And it's what it just kind of brings everything together, especially in a live setting. How much time like a day do you guys spend working on Entheos music? Because like you live together, yeah. you I, I know like you it, got really, jobs it, stuff, really like, it really it really varies. Do you have a schedule or do you just like nah. you'll be watching a movie? and You're like, nah. Let's go practice right now instead. Uh, we're kind of lazy. Once we start yeah. watching movies, that's it. It's gone. Yeah, yeah so, we are. Um, yeah. And then we start, you know, the ice cream comes out and stuff. Oh, but, but we do I work on some. it. Yeah, me too. We, we'll be like, all right, we have to get some stuff done and then we can go watch movies. Yeah. You know, type of thing. Yeah. We do work on it probably more than, you know, people who aren't in a relationship with their bandmate and aren't yeah. the two people who are doing essentially everything in the band. I but, mean, right now, like we were really starting to get going on tracking vocals. So we'd probably do a couple hours a day, you know, yeah. and then, okay. But like, that was kind of just that week we had started doing that. Like but maybe some, maybe not every day. Cause some days I'll just get home kind of late from work or whatever. And it's just not feeling it. But, uh, we, we more like have times where we know we're going to record, you know, or like I'll try to make sure to get home early or take a day off. But that's just the stuff that we're doing together. Separate, yeah. Separately, we're working on the band like constantly, exactly. yeah, yeah. you know, because mm-hmm. I handle the more business side of the band, which is kind of like a never ending thing. So I'm involved with all of that on a daily basis. There's always some shit happening. Mm-hmm. And, or writing lyrics or whatever. And Naveen is now, compl- I, I mean, you've always been the guy writing most of the stuff, but now since he's doing everything, it's like for the last year and a half, he is working on the album constantly doing yeah, drums or, or tracking yeah. guitars or here. Now, or now it's solos. So, and yeah. So there's always something to do. It's just always how much time. It's funny, there. like yeah. how long metal music takes to me uh, it's like I think crazy, a lot of people dude. understand yeah, that it's a lot like like my girlfriend knows nothing about nor she knows some things about metal but she doesn't listen to metal she doesn't like understand it and i was like oh yeah you know we worked on the john from record for like five years and she's like what <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like you know a lot of like bands you'll see them like 
we got together in a yeah. cabin in the Adirondacks yeah. <laughs> for a weekend oh and yeah. compiled a 79-minute yeah. exploratory free. <laughs> it, it like sells a million copies. And it's like, well, I worked on this song for a year and a half. Yeah. And like totally. 80 people heard it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And <laughs> you post it, it's like, like 130 likes. You're like, sick. <laughs> yeah. Sick. But uh, I, I always, it's still cool, but I it, like it's just it. funny, like, yeah. like the amount of effort or like, you know, I I have like this little beat making machine. I have songs I've been working on for like years on it that will never get finished because I don't know. I think like when you start making like technical death metal music, it's hard to like settle for yeah for some things. That's something like oh, it's so I, true. I, I, I like about the John Frum project is it a lot of it is improvisate improvisation. And so mm-hmm. it's just kind of like, yeah, that's the move. Like our guitar yeah. player plays in like eight bands with John Zorn. It's like a avant-garde saxophonist in the New York art scene. And all yeah. they do is improv. So like, that's the the thing he's coming in with. And we just like get loose so and get weird. That is and cool. we'll, we'll take bad cuts, but it just, that, that was the vibe at the time. So you it's go like for the it. The character of but, the... Yeah, exactly. But I know what you mean. It's like, there is an aspect of once you play like a, a technical kind of music, like what we play, it's hard to go back to basic song structure or to yeah. hear stuff with basic song structure. A, a lot of times when I hear the more generic metal bands, I'm like, dude, if I if someone would have sent me these riffs, I would have fucking freaked out and quit the band because it's like yeah, not right. complicated <clears throat> enough for me. Like dial it in, dude. Let's let's go here. Well, I know like some of some of us like Isis is like arguably my favorite band. Yeah, one yeah. of mine and, too. Like, like the confidence it takes to play like the riff for like six minutes yeah. is is and like the restraint is something I've grown to like really respect about that band. I you know, totally they play for like a minute and a half, and I'm like, all right, guys, let's get the next part. Dude, it's <laughs> funny. But it's, then, but then it keeps going, it's and then funny. I'm like, oh shit, it's sick again because it's been going so long, and it's almost like when a when a bad joke becomes funny. Because you say you hear it so many times, like Tim and Eric does that for me. Oh, yeah. It's like they, they'll just say a stupid word over and over. Like, okay, like I get it. That's the joke. Can we move on? Totally. And then it's like, oh, okay, this is actually fucking hilarious. Like, it's the same thing with some of that simpler song structure music. And like, but when I when I'm like trying to make something on my own, it's like I can only sit on like eight bars. I'm like the riff needs to change yeah like i can't go and i can't go back to it and it's it's not complex enough yeah it's not complex enough I don't most know, people that, don't want that shit that like, dos feed yeah. is pretty <laughs> nuts dude. Yeah, i've got these stupid ass songs i'm gonna just give them to justin and make him turn them into death metal I, they can definitely be turned into DM yeah. songs i feel like i've been kind of like coming around and like because a lot of the old zenith passage stuff is just one long riff yeah and I think I've kind of come to a point now where like, I kind of like the memorability of songs. I do too. So like, I kind of like bringing things back around. Like, so I, f- I feel like like this single we just put out is a little bit more matured in terms of song structure because yeah. it kind of has like a repeating parts. And it's, it's like a thing I do. I, I kind of made the term up in my head called like silical song structure to where you start right here. And then it kind of goes around and it like meets different, uh, motifs and 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 points of the song it's like um in, in a circular motion so yeah it's like like one riff but it kind of shares like when you get to like you know six o'clock it shares the same thing that's happening at 12 o'clock mm-hmm. and then you get to uh three or three o'clock it shares things happening at same thing at nine o'clock so it's kind of like a 
silical song structure to where it it continues in like not a like a linear motion um i guess if you can say so so almost like like when you're singing around and like when you get to this word then this thing starts and then yeah. that thing starts that note this none yeah. yeah so like when the song starts it's the main the main verse right yeah and then but when you get to the middle of the song it's the main verse but it's a different variation with a mm-hmm. different uh drum pattern over it and then you get to the second verse which is the same verse as the first verse but a different variation of it so it's kind of like, and it goes in a circle and it kind of, it's like a reverse. It's kind of like a nod to what happened earlier. Absolutely. The way, the way that makes sense in my head is like one of my favorite memes. It's like some deep fried SpongeBob, making like a <laughs> frowning face. It says when they bring back the slow riff with fast drums. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Totally. It's cool that you're bringing that up too, because I feel like that's very much the direction that we've been going in. And I've even with vocals, I've even referenced uh, what you're saying, like the going it's fucking crazy. Yeah, like oh, the right. the yeah. vocal you go around and you catch more things. Or what's that called when you do like row, row, row your boat? And then yeah, the someone, round. Yeah, the round. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so like the songwriting thing is very much something that we've been focusing on lately too. The return to motifs, even in past songs though, yeah, you yeah. know, so that it's still prog. But the songs in themselves... Uh, like stand alone as songs that are actual songs and not just riff soup. And I really enjoyed, I really enjoyed that about your guys' new song that, you know, it, it did, it was in a continuous loop, but it can, it kept building in a really cool way. And that's really satisfying to listen to. And I, 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 in my older age, I feel like I've gotten kind of tired of the the riff soup thing. Like I do need some song element, but going all the way into like a super dumbed dumbed down riff yeah. thing is something that I never, I still never see myself doing. It's got to be a balance, yeah, totally. balance for sure. Yeah, but yeah, that that new song is really cool, and I'm excited to see what you guys continue to do because I I love the Zenith passage. And it's cool to see where you've come from the last stuff. And I'm, I can't wait to see where you're going. So like Thanks. talking about the two albums, is it all going to be a concept that's wrapped together? Um, I think, I think it can be uh, lyrically. I know musically it, it kind of is like a nod to one to the other because musically one of the albums is, is very different than anything that has happened in the past. And uh, I don't know how people are going to react, but at the same time, I don't really give a shit. Oh, is it, um, like, ro- kinda, is it like rock songs or is it what's different just, about it? It's just pure rock, brother. We're out here jamming. A couple dudes in the room jamming. <laughs> just two dudes jamming. <laughs> two dudes. We, we got, got together Brandon for the in weekend. There. He can bring in those those rock elements. Yeah, he man. He plays in not one, but two uh, 90s rock cover bands he had a show that's last sick. night oh that's right he played some stp <laughs> was playing STP. coming around playing stp that's no awesome. it's like a symphonic ones like very symphonic um and very like movie score-esque okay i think um, i've heard one of these songs maybe it was I through think, rob yeah, i think or maybe probably, it was, the, maybe it was you the rob strikes again yeah he's yeah. sending he's it out that, everywhere the leak, out. The leak master he is the leak man <laughs> um, <laughs> and then what you heard like what everyone heard uh, from this, the single is what the other album is. It's so it's very mechanical, very uh, okay. Meshuga meets Necrophagus is kind of the vibe 
going for on on that on this record. That's cool. It's a cool vibe. We did so, write a full blown rock song. Yeah, we wrote a full blown rock song for sure. We'll see how that goes yeah. over. But we did not write. Uh, two we're calling albums. it rock, but it's like not <laughs> I mean, to us. It is. Rock is sick. Are we yeah. like the rock songs on. It does rock. It does rock. It does yeah. indeed. Whether or not it is rock, <laughs> yeah, to be determined. Yeah, totally. Mid like mid tempo, dude. Just like ballad, power ballad. Pretty much. DM yeah. power ballads, or it's what's like, what it's all about. It's like da 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 like that kind of a vibe. That's a vibe. That's yeah. a vibe. I'm trying. It's to more like of an industrial up. kind of. Oh, that's a rock yeah. song. Yeah. Like well, the, when when you slow it down like that though, it allows the vocals freedom to yeah. like get weirder and it's looser so and like, like and like drive because if you know you just put like a four four driving beat yep. going, it gives immense space. No, it to opened vocals, up a whole right? other so like, thing. So true. Yeah. So um, like if you if you have your lyrics written and you're not doing it the way we we're discussing earlier, where it's like, all right, this line needs seven syllables and this line yeah, needs yeah. nine mm-hmm. syllables, and now I need to get back to an even number. So right. that would be an even number, but whatever. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then it's like, okay, I've got like these fucking twenty eight lines of of prose. I'm going to just get them out and make sure I can fit them in the song, and you can just get wild yeah. with it. And, totally. Like, it's cool because it's a takeaway too like if you have like a really intense fast music the whole yeah. album like that's i mean i feel like most people are going to tune out i agree that's like, what i was like, going to say yeah. like ryan williams he he always says like no one wants to hear like a death metal album or a death metal like set for more than 40 minutes for yeah. the most so part. True. So it's like you kind of like tune out like it's great and everything will get us like everyone loves dm but if it's the same tempo and it's the same thing over and it's like okay like you, you kind of get numb to it like it's it doesn't really have the same true. impact yeah, I mean, also like where the song uh, occurs on the album is like kind of the midway point, and it's kind of yeah, like dude. right after some like really a hella whole like intense thing, and then that song comes in and it makes a lot of sense. But I mean, just totally dynamics are very important to me in a band. It's like you were saying, Absolutely. it does get old. I find myself completely tuning out of bands who use that as this is our band, this is what we do. We're going like fast the whole time, or we're we're just chilling at this bpm the entire time i get super burnt on records like that and you know i respect it for what it is but that's not the type of band that i want to be in personally it doesn't i I like to be emotional i like to feel emotional about the music that i'm playing over and death metal i fucking love it and i love technical death metal but it only does that for me to a certain point and then i kind of want to turn the mood exactly yeah because you gotta like there's rules, you know, in like technical DM. Yeah. It's like all of it. Yeah. It's just like strict math. Yeah. And <laughs> you, you input it properly and it comes out sick. Like, <laughs> but you put like the wrong numerator and you're fucked or whatever. But yeah. like, yeah, if you slow it down and allow room for experimentation, it, yeah, it's just going to like feel like a more dynamic emotional experience when, totally. when listening. Yeah, like uh, track listing is a big, big deal. As you mentioned earlier, and I mean, like if in a in a if your whole album's just like go the whole time, it's like during the middle of the album, you're like, all right, dude, like, yeah, we get it. You go fast. It's great, but change it up for a minute. Let me get to let me get like a little bit of a you know a chill moment. Yeah, totally. I think the first time I really saw that, and I can't remember if I read it in a review or if it was an original thought. So I'll just give it up to a review. It was like for like Jane Doe or and, and you fail me converge mm-hmm. records. And like, yeah, they start yeah. out really blistering and like really fast and intense. And then they were like, think of it as a live show. Like 
you get into the center, the band is getting tired. Like we need to slow down a little bit, get our breath back, give the audience some room yeah. to breathe. And then you finish really strong and like just creating like this breathing motion. Yeah. Breathing with the music. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. On our last record, Solipsist, uh, I have like a, like a really chill kind of like, like I guess fusion-esque track in the middle, yeah, which is yeah. a keyboard solo. I like to call them uh, death metal, death metal palate cleansers. Yeah. Like yeah, when you totally. eat sushi, you know, you like have like ginger, yeah. like kind of yeah. cleanse your palate. It's kind of like the same thing with like DM. You kind of got to cleanse your palate for a minute and then indulge again. Yeah. You're like, oh yeah, wait a minute. So uh, sick. A few years ago, we went to like a beer fest at the boardwalk and I brought a six pack of Coors Light and put it in my backpack. And I was like, dude, palate, palate cleansers. And so we were so who do you guys think are Coors like Light. who are bands that you can name that you think are executing that well? Rivers and Nile. I yeah. think like what you mentioned earlier with like the uh like would they just slow it down? Like they like on every one of their records they have this terrestria song and it's like a continual theme each album. Mm-hmm. It's like terrestria one to terrestria two, and it's always like it gets more industrial each album. It's fucking awesome. <clears throat> um and I think like they, they placed that in, in the album to where it's like you can just kind of chill and like head like bang your head for a little bit. And then it, they kind of reintroduce like the intensity of what Rivers and Isle is again. But I think they have evolved so fucking well as a band that it just it inspired me to just like write sure. differently. Definitely. Yeah. I, think, um, Opeth too, obviously. I, I thought oh, that, yeah. Opeth, that last yeah. Rivers was really fucking good. Um I'd never really listened to him before that one. Like I saw him live and I was blown away live. I was like, holy shit, this band's fucking sick. Like how come nobody's talking about him? Yeah. And then uh, Owls came out and I was like, holy yeah. moly, like this is next level DM. Yeah. And then that new song's really cool too. Yeah, so I think that's a, a, a band that's executing really well. And then like, honestly, like I don't really listen to to tech DM that much anymore. Yeah, I don't like, either. I, I, I just... Like I'll listen to Epitaph like once a year or something. Or <laughs> once like, a year. Noctambulant once a year. I'm like, fuck, that shit's still crazy. Okay. I listen to like, Soul Niger <laughs> once a year. Yeah. Maybe yeah, twice yeah. a year. It's just one did of you, those. Ex- did you pick that up on vinyl? Actually, our friend got it for us for nice. a wedding gift. Yeah. But oh, hell yeah. Yeah, got, we had I've to cancel. I got my copy right here. Dude. Yeah, fuck I know. Yeah. I, I'm like so proud of it it's like hell yeah we had to cancel our <laughs> wedding because of corona and our friend was like damn so wow. you guys i got you this gift yeah it's soul niger can i just send it to you the sickest i mean that record to me is like the holy one of the holy grails of metal yeah, absolutely. in my life I, I, Dude, I little, little known fact, like Steve Steve Jones, who used to play guitar in the Faceless. Who is one of the Steve sick Jones. Dude, Steve should get sickest, way dude. more fucking credit than he does because yeah. that guy yeah. is fucking amazing. He is very sick. I love that guy. He came over a couple weeks ago and he gave me a guitar lesson. I'm trying to learn how to play guitar. That's awesome. <laughs> so not gonna, a, not only that, but Steve, watching Steve on stage was f- so sick, yeah, man. He just sick. brought so much life. To yeah. the faceless. I love. Yeah, he, it. he did the, the, the upward head bang. Yeah. I tried to yeah. continue that when I was in the band. It was really hard to do. <laughs> but not many people know this. But Steve Jones, at least when we were on tour, he could, he could like, um, lip sync every part, every vocal That's, part. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I, I knew that. And it was so sick. And he would like make funny faces <laughs> on the different punctuation parts. Like I know. I'd be like, how impressive. does he do that? Yeah. <laughs> 
he's one of those dudes who's good at like literally everything yeah, yeah. so seriously uh, he really is supernatural talent i miss hearing his riffs yeah he's yeah, yeah. He's, he's got riffs he's still he, he writes them for himself but yeah. they're really good he shares them with with us sometimes really good he stuff. sends me stuff here and there and it's always oh, really good. sick yeah he, he was like doing some like shreddy ass like r&b stuff yeah. a few yeah. months back uh, that yeah. was really cool but naveen you you were about to talk about some some dm oh yeah i still sort of stay like current on dm because like you said it, it you is you sent me that crazy slam shit yeah yeah <laughs> oh. putridity Oh, Putridity, uh, dude. Oh, Putridity's tight. So sick. I think you showed me them. Yeah. As a result of Naveen yeah. showing you. Well, I just... So thanks, Naveen. Like, on, like, Friday, Chaney works, like, really late. So I'll just, like, sit in my room and just, like, click through Slam Spotify. Up. Yeah. And just... Because <laughs> <laughs> the thing about death metal is it's also, like, kind of competitive. Like, you can't just be totally like, oh, I'm just going to do my thing. It's like, you got to kind of know what's going on, you know, to be yeah, like, true. all right, people are playing that fast. All right, okay, well, now I got to do that too. You know, like, <laughs> to an extent, you know, that sounds like stupid, but it's kind of, you know, I think we all know it's true to a, a certain extent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or just like the level of production or yeah. technicality or whatever. It's good to just know what's going on. Yeah, dude, you got to you know. know. At least. So what's bit. what's something you've heard recently, Naveen? Uh, so there's also been called Abominable Putridity. That's what. Oh it's yeah, saying. I remember them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're uniquely <laughs> band. Yeah, they're really sick. Uh, Putridity is awesome. Uh, cytotoxin is pretty sick. Cytotoxin is sick. Are we only talking about? Well, cytotoxin isn't just slime. like I don't know. I, I would say I call it one all of death my metal. one I'm of old, my favorite so, yeah. pure death metal bands right now is Otme. They fucking yeah. kill it. Oh man, they're Roman so Holiday? good. Yeah, yeah. and for me, they are so sick. For yeah. me, like I'll hear a band on record, and if you're good on record, that's cool. But if I see you live and you blow me Dude, away, then you're slay. a real band. Dude, yeah, they opened so that Rivers live. tour that we did in uh, Kansas City, and I was like, I don't think there's a band on this tour package that can follow how fucking sick. Because you can tell yeah. they like jam like every week. You know that kind of a band. So yeah. that's just, like, that's such a crushed sick band, dude. They're yeah. so good. I actually haven't heard them so they're great. Check it out. They're definitely check it out. honestly my my death metal preferences lie more in the groove realm so it's like mm. aunt may is way more of a, a groovy type band that's my shit i'm not like way into super sweepy yeah. music yeah. or fast whatever yeah i'd well, say my you favorite were talking about oh go ahead Nivi. my favorite is probably wormed though for sure. oh, wormed. Wormed. yeah, yeah. yeah. And you Worm. showed me them, Derek, but I yeah. wasn't. I was, was like, that, what was the hell? You weren't ready for it. I was then, like, dude. what is up with this? This <laughs> is like, I'm not down, you know? And then. Like, uh, wormed? Yeah. The stupidest name I've ever I, heard. No, I started cracking up. I started cracking up. You didn't understand what I was, I was saying. Like, you were like, wormed? wormed? That's hilarious. <laughs> like, past tense. <laughs> and then uh, I pretty much, I would hear, hear, they would come on on my Spotify here and there. And then the newer EP, Meta Portal. I was like, okay, this is that fucking is sick. sick. That's really sick. It's really crazy music. And yeah. like I I was so happy when you texted me when you were like, all right. I get it. <laughs> I got it now. <laughs> yeah. I was fucking dying laughing. Yeah, yeah. They're definitely but, I think my favorite newer like death. I don't know what you want to call it. I call it I call all that stuff death metal. It's, to me. Death metal. it's all death metal. It's all death metal. Opinion. DM. Yeah. Good yeah. old. Cheney, yeah. you were talking about like getting emotion from music right yeah. like i i don't know i probably am just like jaded to some extent from playing in death metal bands and like being friends with death metal bands and stuff like over the last i don't know 
it's it's been a long time at this point, but like I get more of that emotional stuff from from black metal these days. Yeah. Oh, I love black like, metal. So that's another thing that um, clicked for your boy. Do you I'm like, like in yeah. the black metal? Do you like Derweg? Uh, Der- that's like a it, there's like two more words. I know yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah, I actually haven't really looked into it. i remember you were posting like that you were hyped on it so Dude, i'll have to, to give them to a, me, the old like, college try it's like a perfect crossroads between black metal and isis yeah so it's like oh, it's like kind of hipster yeah. black metal. it's super hipster but i fucking love it yeah that's like i've, I've accepted i've crossed into that path i know it's like, too, like what have you been listening to and like literally like my my answer these days is like i don't know how to pronounce it like i, I can't tell you what it <laughs> yeah, is. Yeah. <laughs> i wish i could but they don't have names that i, I could say. um you should show me some bands that you've been listening to that are of that vein yeah, i've got a few i've got a few myself really, that are pretty damn sick a lot like of really atmosphere. cool like dissonant black metal coming out yeah. of like iceland i like all like that that scene i'll, I'll send you some links dude and, do you like portal Oh man, They're Portal's great. real sick. I, I love. Um, I'm just getting into Portal, so I'm very new to this, and I mm, fucking love it. Yeah, like I think like um, Vexavoid is a really cool record. I haven't made it through the new one yet because like I haven't been like I put it on while I was like doing the dishes or something, yeah. you know. And I was like, no, 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 no. I have to sit down and listen. I know they put out two that day, but one's more like a noise accompaniment, right? And mm-hmm. then one is like savage gross death metal yeah but like when i heard about them i think it was it was like swarth was the record and like otra outro however you say that word um i was like super intrigued because i like the theatrics of their live show like the dude wears like a grandfather clock on his head yeah i love Damn. that and like it's, like it's just like mysterious as fuck and like they're playing eight string guitars or at least they did at that time. I don't know if they did. Then they went up. They tuned their guitars up, I believe, on their one of their latest records called Ion. And um, that one was hard to listen to, actually. I, I, I didn't really like that one, but I respect that they were doing something really weird and yeah. like the opposite of what they're doing. And I find like a lot of artistry in that band. Yeah, I agree. That's what I... I've come to really enjoy the artistry of bands. I, I Like I listen to a lot of Sergeant House bands, you know, like... Mm-hmm in that vein and it seems like all of them have like this cool sense of atmosphere that goes along or or art that goes along with the band that i don't know is like fully realized in a lot of more technical bands like all around everything is really well thought out and super Mm -hmm. artistic and i really fucking like that i think like in our corner of music and uh, don't mean any disrespect but i think Same. we all sometimes forget that music is art i agree and like, like you know what i'm saying it's like a competition and like yeah. people people can get really good at stuff really fast these days yeah and like you learn how to like play on a highly technical level and like right carried away that make sense yeah and you can like make a cool sounding thing like it, that's that's a different goal than being like i'm going to capture a mood and it's going to be about this and the image I portray through like the merchandise and the art in the book in the booklet is going to be part of the story. Right. And like I'm trying to express myself rather than trying to express the notes uh, an instrument can produce. That's per- that's what I personally am aspiring more so to be yeah. with with Entheos. That's where I want to take mm-hmm. the band. I don't want to rely on technicality. I respect that it'll always be there and it's be a merging part of, our of the band. two. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah the, totally. That's the art form yeah. for sure. But I really like that. 
I also wanted to ask, so why did, since Greg is a founding member of Zenith, why did he end up quitting the band or not wanting to be a part of it anymore? Well, it's kind of, I think he, he started getting really burnt out. Um, and then he had like a near death experience, um, with diabetes. He's diabetic and, uh, he got like hospitalized and was in a, like a mild coma. Jesus. Holy and shit. like, it kind of, I think he came out of that and with a different perspective on life and like he wanted to take a break from, from music. And I mean, he's in Rob's other band, we'll draw the two. And mm. he, he had to put every, like the brakes on everything. And at the time, like I was really pushing to get this one record out, this, the symphonic record. And then Greg's like, man, I, like I sent him all, all these lyric concepts and he's like, man, I can't do it right now. And I'm like, all right, dude, like, like just chill. And, you know, like, let me know. And then like months go on, he's in the same place. And I think it got to a point where like, yeah, I think he's just kind of just burnt out on it. So uh-huh. just got to try to move forward. And then like, yeah. that's, I mean, he's still going to be like featured, like on, on the, the record. Oh, so it's like, he, he's going to be like, you know, coming in for some vocals here and there. So okay. it's not like he's cool. going to be gone completely, but yeah, it is a bummer. I'm like, I'm not a fan of uh, member changes for the most part. So Damn, it this dude, Derek. No, no, no. I mean, it's not a thing like Derek, Derek <laughs> was changing, in the same place. Dude, changing members sucks so bad. It's, it's really, it really it's really well, like one of the overarching reasons why we decided to just be a band of two people is because it becomes really old, especially in what we do. Like the member thing just ha- it, it changes all the time because people can't yeah. afford Priorities to do it. change. Yeah, and it's like we just didn't, we were so sick of announcing that someone new is in our band mm-hmm. once a year that it's like, let's just take uh, control yeah. and not yeah, That ever- was in the, the, the king of all band yeah changes that's yeah. that's a all, reason all too three for me. of you were all Fucking three of sucks. you were in the king of yeah and so like <laughs> yeah like like i said we, we would never have a drummer who lived close enough for us to jam right and right. then like people can't commit to that or it just makes it harder to like have the camaraderie right if you don't if you're not in close proximity all the time it's so true. it's 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 really sick like justin brandon and i talk every day and we i was at brandon's house last night justin's at my house now like it's really easy for us to get together and like yeah there's... we i don't think we've quite like gotten to the swing of collaboration yet but like we're learning and we're, we're going to be trying <laughs> yeah and it's going to make it more organic to like help each other with ideas and push each other to make this you know stuff really totally good. plus it's like it made the most sense too like when you talk about like the original member thing because like i was putting off like moving forward for a long time. I mean, that's why it's been five years since, you know, everything, anything's happened pretty much. And the only thing that really made sense for the next step was Derek, because it's like one, like we're good friends. And two, like he's a vocalist that I would always try to like mimic what he did, like with Greg and Greg and I would try to mimic what like was happening with, you know, what he did. And and it just made the most sense. And like Derek that's awesome. like was down too. So it just kind of just came together like a, you know, light in the sky so before joining the faceless you were a faceless fan yeah 100 percent. i still am a faceless fan yeah i am too the last album is really really sick I listened to it a bunch i i listened back to planetary like i don't know less than a year ago and like it's pretty good like i was i was i've 
hadn't heard it in so long that I was able to listen to it as a fan of death metal, Yeah, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I was like, Oh, like I was too deep in it to understand, but like, I get why people really like it. And it, it was like, I have like a way deeper appreciation for that record as a fan now listening to it. It's, it's pretty remarkable. It's like pretty... I didn't, I didn't write a note of the guitar or the drums, you know, yeah. like as, as vocalist, I'm like the last layer <clears throat> there, yeah. you know? Right. And um, just listening into it, like, I was like, holy shit, like this, these guys were on some crazy shit. Steve Jones, this, dude. This record. Steve Jones. Yeah. Everybody. <laughs> well, fuck, man. We're like a little over two hours. All right. Yeah. yeah. It's been Wrap fun. It up here. Fuck yeah. Well, thank you guys for being on yeah, the podcast. Dude, this it's was super fun. Beyond uh, yeah. beyond the podcast, it's just sick to see the both of you because it's been a minute since we've yeah, had yeah, a show. Yeah, so. I know. Miss yeah, y'all. miss y'all too. Um, I'm very happy to see you, Chaney, uh, recovered as well as you yeah. are after your crash yeah, last week. Scary yeah. shit. Naveen, yeah. I saw you on the podcast last week, all scraped up. It looks like your scars are healing a little bit. So, so yeah, my glad, thumb glad you guys are okay. Just, like my thumb is Thanks, not man. doing so well. Like I can't drum straight up. Oh, oh. no. Yeah. Brutal. So. Pretty right. tight. We'll figure Heal it up. Heal up. <laughs> watch, yeah. watch some movies. Watch yeah. Netflix. Well. Relax. Oh, we've been we'll doing do. that. We're gonna watch Netflix in your honor. Yeah, we gotta, uh, right after we get off. We're this. doing some 90 Day Fiance. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yo, you guys watch? Uh, have you guys watched Fuckboy Island? No. Should we? Yeah. All right. <laughs> Fuckboy right, Island. Everyone, watch it. Right on, dude. All right. Thanks for doing the show, you guys. Yeah. Right. Fuck yeah. Peace. Holla, dude. Later. Later, y'all. Later.